All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Video Game Purists. This will be VGP episode 46 for the last VGP and podcast from Gaming History 101 for the year. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me tonight, as always, to close the door on what many will consider to be a shit year, but I will say I coasted through it trying to stay positive, Mr. Trees. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay, you know. What, uh-huh. it's, it's been a bad year? I haven't noticed. Things have happened. Things have I'm happened. Just my, well. Just in my basement. Yeah. You know? It's been a bad so, basement year. Just stay in the basement. That's where, <laughs> you know, something. So it's when I go to work, stay in my basement. I tried uh, to stay in the basement, but I have, as you know, and this will be all really go into that because there's mm-hmm. nothing to tell. I told you this already. There's no story. I have a sidekick now. Um, mm-hmm. A, uh, a, uh, oh, what's the word for it? A familiar, if you will, um, I believe is the torchlight term. Um, his name is Drake. Mm-hmm. He's a corgi. He's a little mm-hmm. puppy dog. He's now at 14 weeks. And he apparently belongs to other individuals in this house. Somehow he lives and breathes every waking moment with me. Nice. The problem is, is he's so damn cute. And when he cuddles up on your chest and passes out, you just, I I haven't been able to nap in a decade trees and I'm napping during the day on my week off. Um, So I can't, I I can't be mad about this situation. So no, but uh, it's adorable. But yeah. Sounds adorable. And he knows not to chew on, he doesn't chew on three things, speaker wire, cell phones, and video game controllers. So I'll give him credit. Although the PlayStation 4, with its glowing light, drives him nuts. <laughs> he follows that shit. <laughs> like, so I really just have not been able to play PS4 games <laughs> while I've had him, while he's up. Well, he's up, but when I play at night, he's of course in bed. So I'm, I'm okay. Seen a picture of him. He's adorable. Yeah, he's a cutie. I might, I might be able to nap with some, something that cute. I, I haven't napped forever. Right now, my kids, cat, wife, anybody touches me, they, they get thrown off the bed. <laughs> like I do that mean shit where I like straight my sheets out. Mm-hmm. It's like it launches the cat like a trampoline. <laughs> Because yeah. I don't like shit pulling on my sheets and stuff when yeah. I'm trying to roll over or tuck my feet, move uh-huh. my feet, and I feel any resistance, I just give that that sheet a tug, and sometimes I hear a kid flop on the floor <laughs> or the cat goes flat. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but my maybe wife, if I had a cute little puppy dog like that, I, I, I wouldn't. He is not allowed in the bedrooms or in the bed. He has a baby gate stopping him from the hallway. But yes, yes, uh, on the couch... Um, he's good. I got the couch that's like, right. It was it was out of vogue. It's the sectional, the brown sectional in the basement. It was out. Mm-hmm. It was out of commission like eight years ago. If someone pissed on it, I'd be like, "Bro, you gonna throw down a towel? Like you gotta Febreze that afterwards because I'm not getting rid of this." <laughs> nice. So I don't really care what happens to the couch, but the dog hasn't really chewed on that either. Um, mm. But. Uh, um, without going too deep into stories, trees, him and I watched the entire Resident Evil 4K Blu-ray collection, all six movies we watched over the last week. Wow. So He's, 14 weeks old and you've already subjected yeah. him to that, <laughs> yeah. that horror. 
in Dolby Atmos, got him used to what surround sound oh sounds God. like over his head. <laughs> he God, looks like up sometimes. Kid. He's like, the fuck? <laughs> he's like a, a baby, though. He's like a kid that was born into like a war-torn country. Yeah. He just right, he threw him right into it. And the you know heart. what? Just like my wife, he passes out by like 45 minutes in. <laughs> Smart. Those movies are comfortably like an hour and a half, all of them, though. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. Um, and you know what? Without getting into it, those are, I acknowledge those are trash movies. People like to dig on, dog on them and stuff like that. I looked up the business of them, though. They cost about $40 million to make, and they usually make about $250 million, which mm-hmm. makes sense why they keep coming out. People are always like, I don't understand why they keep coming out. Well, Trees, if I told you, if you give me $1,000, Mm-hmm. That in six months I'll give you four thousand dollars, and you knew I was good for it because I had like proof of it, like proof that I'd yeah. done this before. Yeah, you wouldn't really complain, like like that's 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 sound. And us okay. Resident Evil fans, the the few of us that kind of make up that two hundred fifty million, um, you know, like they <laughs> they're definitely paying the bills. Um, yeah, I mean, as long as they make money, they're going to keep making them. Right, right, but as long but as it's to- worth it. But gamers like always like to dog on them, and I'm like, you know, those movies are they are what they are. They're just like popcorn mm-hmm. flicks, yeah. and they try the best they can. And I see what they're doing, like uh, like they they just dispose of characters. Like they they introduce a kid in the fifth movie, and at the end of the movie, she's holding the kid. In the sixth movie, kid doesn't exist. We don't even okay. talk about the kid. The it's yeah. a deaf kid who thinks that she's. That Mila Jovovich, Alice is is her mom, and like we just, I just love in the sixth movie, like, and it's the same writer. It's Paul W. S. Anderson who actually wrote and directed the Mortal Kombat movie, which everybody says is the best movie. Uh, he did all he wrote and he wrote all six movies. He directed four of them, and he wrote and directed both five and six. Like, and so he was just like, we're just that fucking kid, like disposable like i can't use her in this next script i'm just gonna move on and it's hilarious because we're all like like alice pretends she doesn't exist we as the audience go into it pretending she doesn't exist hell most of us who were sought in the theater probably hadn't seen the previous movie so we didn't even know she was in there but it's just funny how they just dispose of it no no explanation Nope, and they start just dropping random characters. By the end of that, Trees, every single person who's been a major character in Resident Evil is in those movies. There is a scene where Ada Wong teams up with Leon Kennedy and Barry Burton and someone else from the movies, and for no reason whatsoever, and they're just rolling through Antarctica together, and we just, like, go, cool. Mm. I hate everything you're saying. I love it. Those movies so are those movies are just I I I really enjoyed them this week. <laughs> Sorry, I have to say. So hmm. but, uh, but yeah. So um yeah, so what have you been up to? Well, I've, I've got some more stuff to talk about, but let's talk about what yeah. you've been up to. And uh, and for those who are waiting, yes, I'll get to why we didn't do last week's show. It's not um, it's not thrilling. It's a very brief no. moment, but anyway, continue. I, you know, as we've talked about on the show before, if we go more than a week and a half, two weeks, <laughs> I gone. forget everything that's fucking happened to me, <laughs> quite fair. honestly. I just do. I don't know what what the deal is, but I mean, you know, Christmas happened. Yeah, how was and, your Christmas? Uh, 
it was good. You know, it was for the kids. So the kids yeah. had a good Christmas. The boy had a good Christmas because, you know, you know, he's he's at that good age. He's mm-hmm. four. Oh, so yeah. it's like dinosaurs, trucks. Oh, yeah. The, that's about it. Like you, you can spend 200 bucks and fill up two rooms full of cr- plastic garbage. You know yep. what I mean? I have. And he's thrilled <laughs> about. Uh, the 13-year-old, she's different because she wants like iPads inexpensive sneakers and <laughs> all types of nonsense. And then he gets very upset when she doesn't have the same amount of presence uh, as the four-year-old. And uh, Oh, like by to, volume. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. She thinks for some reason, she thinks that's like how it's supposed to work. And I'm like, you didn't get me or your mother or anything. Not one. You didn't make a card. What are you talking about? <laughs> out of here. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so, I do. But I mean, yeah. I mean, Christmas was good. Good. Um, I got I got um, one game related thing. Uh, okay. Valhalla, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> she bought it very last minute because she realized that she was going to. Uh, she almost screwed up like she did a few years ago when she didn't get me any video game related products. Mm-hmm. This is how kooky my wife is, right? She hounds me that she never knows what to get me, right? So she says, make a Pinterest board that says, like, yo, your Christmas list. Right. And then I can just go and look at it, and I know what you want. And I'm like, sweet, good deal, right? I Mm -hmm. do that. Yeah? She also forbids you to buy anything after, like, October. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? You had said that, yeah. So I can't get anything for myself because I, I ruined... One time I bought a, a Blu-ray of fucking War of the Planet of the Apes or whatever the hell it was, and she said I ruined Christmas. It was ridiculous. How dare So you. anyway, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. And um, I was like, you weren't going to buy it for me. So um, so then I like three days before Christmas... She's like, I think I did good. I think I did good getting you stuff. It was very easy to, I don't know, it just came easy to me buying your stuff. And I said, well, yeah, I made that Pinterest board. And she goes, yeah, you had like two things on there. I go, no, I filled that thing up like two months ago when you told me to. She goes, oh, you, you did? She's like, oh. And I'm like, are you bluffing? Like, are you, maybe <laughs> right, you have it with me. <laughs> maybe I have a PS5 and an Xbox Series X that you want to get under the tree. And she's playing a good i don't think she was and then at the no you at don't the, think it was the long oh, con no. and at the last minute, <laughs> i had like three things from my list uh one was back ordered <laughs> and two other things were shit you could buy at target on christmas eve so i'm pretty sure they did a mad dash at the last minute i mean i got cool shit i got dad stuff i'm a dad i'm a 40 something dad so i get dad shit i get clothes and and this and that um Cool stuff. I, I guess some cool stuff, but um, video game related stuff. Yeah, I, there's no new consoles, people. That's that's been a problem for a lot of people. I didn't even like. I got my Series X, but like beyond that, I didn't even try. Mm-hmm. Like, I said, uh, I said no, no gift card because you know I'm, I'm in the business for a new TV before I get uh, my yes, consoles. Yes, yes. So I asked for get gift cards from Best Buy so I can get a TV. And uh, she proceeded to tell me she didn't get me a gift because that's boring, which means uh, it wasn't about me. <laughs> it was about what she wanted to buy me. 
And it's like, yeah, but that's what I wanted because now I'm still going to go get the TV. I just have to pay for it fully now with my money instead of the gift cards I asked for. So, women, huh? Good times. Good times. Um, You know, it's been – and then Brunella punching the gut. Oh. uh, You know, turns out my favorite TV manufacturer that I've been praising, TCL, you know – just spying on Americans. It was <laughs> Chinese TV. Oh, spying I, on I, yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't done much research on that, but yeah. yeah the whole security is uh, investigating TCL. Oh, good times. Or, uh, back doors in their TV, but I got to be honest, not that concerned. Gonna <laughs> be, I gotta be hundred percent honest, uh, not that concerned. Gee, you uh, neither. If they're looking at my Roku selection, uh, you know, if this if this makes TCL TVs go down in price, because Best Buy is trying to get rid of them, <laughs> I'm all about it. Um, yeah, that's about it, man. I mean, I'm sure it should happen. You know, you visit friends, you visit family, uh, you do all that shit. Um, yeah, and then New Year's is coming up, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. we're not doing nothing. So my nice. wife decided to opt out of everything, and, and she decided that we're gonna have like make a home meal. Home cooked meal together and watch have a movie night. And nice. I said, you know what? That's fine for me. So I, I think I've had my fill of uh, of people of for a action. Bit. Yeah, yeah. I've had you know busy, busy days. I've had a few busy days since Christmas, and uh, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Well, for us, same thing. Uh, my daughter was actually born, you know, my, my brother-in-law is real into figures. So Autumn's really been into figures. In fact, Autumn's like the, I think she's going to be kind of the ideal tomboy. Although she likes, I, I would say, girly things like makeup and, and various and crafts and things like that. Um, and, and clothes. She's definitely big mm-hmm. on clothes. Um, but she gets a lot of figures and video game stuff and whatnot. Uh, so this year, my wife found some uh, 3D printed Among Us figures because my daughter regularly plays Among Us. Mm. She thinks that uh, she thinks that, that teal is sus as heck. So um, so there you go. That, that's me talking like the kids. Um, right. Right. That was very hip. Well, and because we have Game Pass... I got to be honest, she doesn't want any games. She even said so. She goes, Dad, I could just get on Game Pass and get whatever I want. Um, And she largely just plays Minecraft anyway, uh, or Roblox. Um, So it's really funny because I've heard Giant Bomb lately talking about Roblox. And they're like, whatever this thing is. And I'm like, what are you talking about, guys? Like, this is... This is Project Spark. Like this is this is anything else like that. It's just a, it's just a platform. This is um. Oh, do you remember Newgrounds? Those Flash games. Um, Way back in the day, there was Newgrounds. They were just like Flash. It was a website full of Flash games you could play for free. Maybe. But maybe. yeah, I mean that's all Roblox is. It's just a bunch of free games that you that that like the developers, um, in many of them. Um, are just shameless about having you pay to win, right? But they they show my daughter things that uh, she can get used to. She now knows what like a PG version of Deathmatch is. She knows what Capture the Flag is. She knows mm-hmm. what a platforming obstacle course is. It's called an obby um, on there. Uh, she watches YouTube videos about it and things like that. So she's played around in the development environment and has some ideas on game design so i'm like oh, okay i i don't think this is a bad thing as long as i'm kind of paying attention to it mm-hmm. 
So anyway, she got some Among Us figures. Um, she's really into Storybots. That's a new thing on Netflix. A little young for her at nine, but it does explain a lot of stuff to her. And I think she absorbs it a lot more than the average like six or seven year old that it's intended for does because mm-hmm. it talks about like, you know, science and whatnot. Um, so right. she really digs those. So my, uh, we got her a collection of the Storybots, um, which she really likes playing with figures. And like she likes to do the mix and match stuff, which she actually, this probably doesn't surprise you, struggles with a lot of her friends on because her friends are like, wait, wait, wait. No, the Storybots shouldn't play with Anna and Elsa and shouldn't play with the Transformers. And she looks at them and is like, you're kidding, right? Like, no, like this, they're never going to make a game that does this. We have to do it this way. Right. So she likes to do that. But a lot of her friends don't like stay in the template. Right. But, uh, um, okay. Uh, sorry. I just got text. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so she got some of that stuff. Um, she got her first lava lamp from my sister. <laughs> so nice. she's got a lava lamp. Um, so that was fun. Uh, and yes, for everyone out there, I, I think this is something only our parents care about, but everyone's like, all, all our parents are like, have you told her not to touch it? It'll burn her. Yes, we, we told her it's hot. <laughs> and she looked at us and says, it's called a lava lamp. I figured it would be hot to touch. <laughs> so um you know there's that <laughs> but all in all it was a good christmas um we uh we hung out with my mom's side of the family uh, just immediates we did small pods you know um so right. both my sisters and my parents um uh, my parents are divorced so like i guess my mom and my stepdad uh for christmas eve then we went over to um, or no, we had my in-laws and my brother over my brother-in-law, shall I say over for Christmas. And they were like the safe family, right? Cause they just got over COVID. <laughs> so they can't get COVID right now. So, um, they were the safe family to have over. And we got, uh, out here in KC, everything's about barbecue. So we bought, um, pre-smoked barbecue that was all cold and they have awesome reheating instructions. You just reheat it in your oven, uh, about half an hour before, uh, you do it. So we had like ribs and pulled pork and burn ends and smoked turkey and stuff like that. So, uh, that was good. And then we all got in the car and we went and saw Wonder Woman 84. Oh, that was good. That movie's a lot of fun. A lot of people have issues with it, but since I don't like being negative and I just like to have fun, I just, Mm -hmm. I'm weird like that. Like, I think that there might be good things in the world. I'm not going to like sit there and pretend that a bad movie is good. Like I didn't sit there Batman V Superman and was like, finally, you know, but like it wasn't, you know, Batman V Superman was fine. Uh, Wonder Woman 84 was good. They didn't lean as much on the eighties nostalgia as I thought they would, which I think was a good thing. Um, and I really liked, uh, I, I really liked the way, for example, that, um, uh, Kristen Wiig did Cheetah. I thought she was really strong in there. Gal Gadot is always, you know, dazzling to mm-hmm. both the eyes and the talent. Um, and Chris Pine is hilarious, right? Because if you saw him in like various other things, he's been in like the Star Trek movies where he's, right. you know, uh, where he's uh, Captain Kirk, right? He's all swab and debonair. And in this, he's always playing the woman in distress, which I love how they do that juxtaposition. They did it in the first movie and they do it in this one also. And so it's really good. Um, the plot wasn't too convoluted. 
right? At first, when you see the trailer for that, you're like, how does this all come together? And they actually do a really good job of not making it complicated and like explaining things along the way. Like it just, it was very well written in my opinion. I don't know why people have criticisms. Like I've loosely tried to read it, but people are kind of like, Oh, well, if you don't know, okay, then I guess I don't know. Um, and the closest thing I can come up with was a lot of people apparently. And again, trees, I know you're no secret. You're no like stranger to this, but I had no idea that secretly 400 billion people in the world were all massive fans of that wonder woman eighties TV show. Like, I watched it when I was growing up. It was fun. It was like the Incredible Hulk TV show, right? Like, it was like, okay, it's on. Cool. I watched it. I understood it. It was entertaining. Yeah. It's kind of corny. But, like, but that corny is oh, TV no. Thing. I have watched people die on this hill. They're like, that was the pinnacle of 80s television, and they are shitting on my childhood. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't think it was intentional, but if if you want to take it personal... Damn you, Warner Brothers. Damn mm-hmm. you. You know, you watched it for free on HBO, did you? Okay. Uh, which I was actually pleased to see that it looked like HBO Max did not run into lots of streaming problems for those that watched it there. So mm. uh, I'm sure somebody is going to come out of the woodwork after hearing this and tell me that they did have streaming problems. I'm sure someone did. Um, but largely people didn't seem to have problems. Um, again, we went and saw it in the Dolby Cinema, so we got recliners. I See, I like to do it up right, Trees. So I got recliners. I got an aisle seat, right? So that there's always that one person who's always worried, like, what if I have to go to the bathroom? And the recliners make it easy to move past, but you still don't want to walk past people. So I always like to get an aisle seat so that whoever is that person can be like, you know, in, in the family can be like, okay, I can sit here and feel comfortable about that. Grab some popcorn, you know, uh, the way the theater did it, no one was sitting around us, right? There was gaps, uh, lots of people there. We went to the 445 Christmas showing. So decent number of people there, but they only sold 40% of the cinema and blocked out all the seats around you. So mm-hmm. um, still pretty private. Uh, had a good time. Really enjoyed it. Was very pleased with that. Um, and for those wondering, there is an after the credits scene, but it's only after like those quick credits, right? You know, there's always the quick credits before the big black crawl. The flashy credits. Yeah, the flashy credits. After the flashy credits, there's a quick post-credit <laughs> scene. Then you're safe to walk out if you want to. Um, so letting people know that. Uh, I had to learn that firsthand uh, because my brother-in-law, God bless him, he's always like, well, hold on. Yep. <laughs> we Something don't like know what's going to happen. And Stay to be fair, end. that's become real commonplace, right? So like, I, I'm on. I'm with him on that one. But I, I oh. sat there so you don't have to. Um, I used to sit through the credits of movies. Me and my buddy used to go, and this was before Marvel, way before Marvel. This is 20 years ago when we used to go to movies like nonstop. And uh, we would sit through all the credits until the lights came on the theater all the time. I don't know why we would just shoot the shit, but then he he had a kid on the way, right? (laughs) And so he would watch all the credits just to get name ideas. Ah, okay. You just sit there and watch the names all the time with no no reward. I remember once in a while when there was like a joke after the after the credits, we'd be like, "Holy shit! <laughs> Look at that!" You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's shit. But uh, so yeah, the the movie is entertaining. Um, you know what else was surprisingly entertaining to bring it back to Paul W S Anderson? 
no. Tuesday night, I was on call last week, uh, and Tuesday night, so this would be, you know, in between the Christmas holiday and right after I got off call, I went mm-hmm. and saw Monster Hunter in the theaters. It was only in the Dolby Cinema for four days because then Wonder Woman was taken over. Oh, my God. I, I had to go see it. Out. Oh, trees. So you ready for this magical thing? So I'm part of that A-list, right? I've still never gotten right. rid of it. Um, and and it, it always pays itself forward. If you stay with the A-list right now, AMC, who is notably bankrupt, is like making up for it. Because you pay 20 bucks a month. You get no service fees. You get three movies a week, which even if I'm going to one movie in that Dolby Cinema, it's 20 bucks. So like it's mm-hmm. just like one movie a month and I'm fine. And then they keep giving you these reward certificates. They're like, hey, for being you, here's five bucks off. And so I keep, it keeps paying for itself. Um, so I went and grabbed Monster Hunter tickets. And at the time I bought it, I bought like right in the center of the theater. I was like, there's there's no seats sold yet. But that was like two days in advance. So I was like, okay, whatever. Turns out, Trees, not to uh-huh. keep you in suspense, I got to see a private showing of Monster Hunter. Yo, really? <laughs> Nobody really? was in that cinema for the 745 showing the Tuesday before Christmas. Wow. I No, like nobody that was surprising to me. Zero right. people. Zero. Zero. Not even a bum trying to keep warm. No, I got a private showing. Not even some teenagers trying to sneak in. I do. There was two people who showed up and like walked in and kind of peered in about 15 minutes into the movie, but then they left. <laughs> like they were like, oh, they left. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, it's kind of surreal seeing a movie in a big recliner Dolby cinema, though, by yourself. You, like, I really you, can't describe, like, you, Listen, listen, Fred. We've all been to the movies, all right. You're really skipping over the meat of the story. Okay, okay. okay. Nah. All right, listen. I know what a movie. Fuck. Okay, okay, did. okay. So, right. what did you? What is the meat? meat? It was good. It was good. Okay, did, so did 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 he take all his Resident Evil? Okay, so knowledge and and, and history and, and apply it. I don't believe so. But I say that because I'm pretty unknowledgeable about Monster Hunter. And I tried to do a primer. No. But not to put too fine a point on it, Trees. But to just get someone to just cut to the quick and give you the gist of the concept of Monster Hunter, I should have asked my good friend Rob. But unfortunately, we didn't have a show last week, so I wasn't able to do that. And this was last minute. Because YouTube can't be trusted. They go too much into their own... Their heads are so well, wedged up their own asses. They, they have to uh, because <laughs> Monster Hunter games don't have a fucking story. Okay. So... so except that you're a monster hunter. Okay. <laughs> That's so, about it. So the premise... So I see what they have to do, right? They have to get you into a world where you're a monster hunter, right? And they got to get you right. into that world. Like, I'll give Paul W.S. Anderson and his crew credit. Uh, and again, I know there was some... The millennials dug up all this shit in the, in the background of the production of the film. I'm not speaking to that. I'm just speaking to the movie at face value. Deal with it. Um, but, like, the movie basically drops you in a sand world where there is something burrowing under the sand. I think his mm-hmm. name is Diavolos. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure... He is based off of an actual monster and monster hunter. He is Diablos, yes. That's yes. a very that's a very main that's a very uh famous one. Kind of looks yeah. like the Balrog. He he drills like a uh, like a tremor. 
um, mm-hmm. at least in this context. He's got the little mm-hmm. horns and everything. He pops out, and you got to fight him. And yes. he really sees based off of uh, sound, um, and he has only certain very limited weak spots. Stop me if this is starting to sound like a Monster Hunter game to you. Um, there is a bunch of rocky cliffs and whatnot. So they want to enter you into this world. And then there's another area, which is like a jungle area, where right, you're right. fighting... Forgot the name of it. There's another monster that's kind of dinosaur-like, um, mm-hmm. almost T-Rex-like. And then finally we get to the big one, and I'm sure you know him because he looks like a dragon, and right. his okay. name is... Like Rathalos or something? Rathalos. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So those are the three main monsters of the movie. And so they they want to take you on a journey in 90 minutes where you just basically put a ranger and a hunter together and have them hunt these three monsters, right? And then they've got to make a plot around it, right? And mm-hmm. they, they bring in more monster hunters later. Um, and so everybody makes fun of the quick premise he throws together. He knocks this out in 10, 15 minutes. I got to give him credit for like just getting the story going. Mm-hmm. He has these soldiers that are in like Afghanistan who end up in a portal and end up in the monster hunter world. Of course. And people were making a lot of fun of that, but I'm like, well, if you want to take a natural hunter and just like drop them in a world, like you could do a lot worse than Mila Jovovich is like a CO who gets dropped into a desert, right? But, she goes from a real world desert, which is Afghanistan into uh, this, this mythical desert. And then she has to adapt, right? Like that is monster hunter. So, okay, we're there. Hmm. I don't know. You Do don't you like it? Think I don't like it because I don't like that weird fish out of water premise that okay. you see all the time, right? Like, where are we? Mm, something's fishy. For um, what it's worth, the hunter, she's the ranger. Uh-huh. She's an army ranger and she becomes the right. ranger. The hunter my- lives in that planet. There are people but who occupy that planet. Why- why couldn't you just started in that world? Well, and it's funny you mentioned that because the hunter is played by Tony Jaa. Do you know who that mm-hmm. is? I know the name. Okay. He does the Ong Bak movies. So some of us yes. who are turbo, yes. yeah, yes. kung fu nerds, and he does those awesome gymnastics. He leaps a fucking car in Ong Bak 1. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see Tony Jaa in there doing his badass shit, like, it's awesome. Like, he plays the aboriginal ranger, right, who mm-hmm. lives in that world. He's fucking great in this movie. He really is. Like, I, I thought he did a fantastic job. But my, my point is, instead of 15 minutes... You didn't minutes, need Mila Jovovich, um, right, yes. Yeah, instead of 15 minutes of, like, oh, we got into it by going through a time warp and with ranges, like, why can't you have 15 minutes of starting out in that world and having somebody from that. So to be fair, it does start. That does how, that is how it starts. So maybe I'll get you a little better. Mm, The movie opens in that world. And Ron Perlman. Oh boy. (laughs) Is flying a ship in the sand. And maybe that's standard for monster hunter. I don't know, but he is riding a ship through the sand. Like it's water. Mm hmm. And they get attacked no. by Diablos, and one of the crewmates, which is Tony Ja, mm-hmm. gets ejected from the ship. Oh boy! And then he gets stuck on the rocks, and then Miljovovich. We switch to Miljovovich with her troop. Mm-hmm. They end up in a portal that just like shows up out of nowhere. 
mm-hmm. that is explained later. I won't go into it because it's probably boring and doesn't matter to the movie much. Um, and they end up in this world. And that's kind of how it goes. And so eventually we get to a point where worlds collide, right? Ron Perlman, uh, Tony Jaa meets back up with Ron Perlman and then they assemble a whole monster hunter troop and they go at it. And that's when they go after Rathalos. And that's when you see the Palicos and all this stuff. But that's like the back 30 minutes of the movie. The first hour is really just Mila Jovovich and Tony Jaa. They don't introduce the Palicos until the last 30 minutes? Right. Shit. Yep. Movie's garbage, Fred. The Palico also doesn't help fight in this one. Which, um, if you've ever... Uh, seen the interviews, Paul W.S. Anderson says that's because the first Monster Hunter he played, which I believe was Try, might have been second gen though. One of the one of those, the Palicos do not go on the adventure with you. That's added later. Uh-huh. And so the Palicos are back to the traditional version oh, of Palicos. It, well, he which didn't prep put them the in there because it wasn't in the like game that. he played. What about right. what about a fucking army platoon going through a time warp? Yeah, that was in the game he played, I'm sure. That didn't happen either in the game he played either. (laughs) This is why people who really like that stuff should go see these movies. Because I just go there and I'm like, yay! Big things fighting humans. It's fun. Listen, I'm not mad at it. But don't say stupid shit. All right? (laughs) The Palico is funny. The Palico was the horniest character in that movie. And when you've got Ron Perlman on set, that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Cats like the fuck. This one sure did. <laughs> I'm not interested in seeing this movie. I'll see it when shit. it's free on cable. Trees, that, yeah. free someday. I'll watch it. Yep. But uh, I got a private not, showing for free. Like, <laughs> I just don't like this guy's movies or his wife. That's fair. All right. Uh, and you know what? Mila Jovovich, I have an affinity for from, mm-hmm. I don't even she know if she was his wife yet, from The Fifth Element. Yeah, I like her in that. I mean, she has a niche. She's found her, her way to... To make a living. Yeah, there. I think there's a lot of turbo nerds who um who like think that they could get with her. I, I don't know what the there's a weird fandom around her. Um mm-hmm. but what I what I like is when you see them in the making ofs, it's just like, hey, I'm married to Paul W. S. Anderson, and people give us forty million dollars to make movies, and we put ourselves in them and pay ourselves ten million of that forty million, and it really works out. And you know what? To a certain extent, I'm like, you know, good for them. Like, you can't hate on them. Like, nobody else is going to make a, you know, here's the litmus. Okay, here's the thing that I will say. Uh, Paul W.S. Anderson is not involved in the new Resident Evil reboot. And it's everything that everybody said it should be. They are going mm-hmm. to go back to the original movie, or sorry, the original game, game, and make a movie that is directly about the game. Good. It will be a script that retells the story of the first game, which I distinctly remember, and I will say right here and now, is a mistake. It will not go over well. And everyone says otherwise. Or lots of people I talk to are like, no, man, that's what you should make. We will find out. That movie has closed principal photography. It has been filmed. They're going to put it through the ringer, and it comes out. Sony Pictures is releasing it either this holiday season or next summer, whatever theaters will allow for. Um, it just depends if we're back to the movies or not. Otherwise, Sony's going to find another solution. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. 
But I gotta say, like, if it's Paul W.S. Anderson or Uwe Boll, fuck that. Like, he's doing fine. He did not make the second Mortal Kombat movie. He only made the first one. He made Event Horizon, and then he went and made the Resident Evil movies. It, it, since we're talking about uh, entertainment, sure, right? My 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 theory, my Mandalorian theory was wrong. I was way off. Really? Because <laughs> thought the Mace Windu thing oh, was going to yeah, happen. That's true. Did not happen. <laughs> Did not see a purple lightsaber. You know that doesn't I mean you right can't away. though. In the future. But uh, I don't know. Did you watch the? I'm sure you you watched the season finale. Yeah, and if for any reason you haven't seen it, everybody Spoiler. like it's been spoiled. Skip, like stop right now. Yeah, just pause it. Skip ahead like five minutes. But uh, you did it. Good. Uh I watched it in my car because I couldn't wait. I was at work and it, and I said I got to watch it, and I watched it in my car and I cried. Like tears cried really? in my car at the. Uh, I'm curious as to which part. At well, at the return of Luke. Nah. Okay. Uh huh. You know that's the, you know that's my childhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Again, mm-hmm. I'm older, so I've seen all those movies in the theater. Um, which <clears> lucky you, know, you! I've seen the special it, editions in the theater, but I haven't seen the originals. Like, like what we're doing here, talking video games, like sitting around talking video games, like that's what I did as a kid with Star Wars. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah. And Luke was like the man, and then the new movies, just you know, they made him like a little old, little weak, like sad. People have strong opinions, good and bad, about what they did with Luke in Episode Seven on. So this. It- Got to keep him back to the Luke you remember from 1983. Well, no, not even the Luke you remember, because you never got to see him be a master. Good point. You know, Good point. He, it, it, Return of the Jedi, he sort of was coming in. Well, know, he, he hits it, but then the movie master. ends. He was, yeah, he was like, he comes into Java's Palace, right? And he has a black cloak on and everything. Like, he's he's doing his best. But he's, but he's not intimidating. Like even Jabba is not intimidated by him. Yeah, they kind of laugh at him. But but that's but, not uh, the case in this one. No, they gave him the Rogue One treatment. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, done. and uh, he wrecked some shit. And you got to see him. You know, uh, like you, they redeemed him. You know what I mean? They quantum leaped it. You know, they went back and <laughs> jumped in. And well, especially the when they made him fight all those Cylon overlords. Like, uh... <laughs> sorry, Dark Tooth. Dark. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Come on, Katie Sackoff's in the show. It's fine. Um, but uh, but yeah, they uh, they they show they right. That was good storytelling, as we've always talked about with that show. They show you how hard, you know, the Mandalorian. Sorry, I I can never remember his name. But anyway, they show Ninja. you how hard he has to fight just to take on one of them, and mm. then you watch Luke just. Just like just butter. obliterate them, you know, like they're nothing. And, yo, and then and then not only that, because you, you see the X wing come in, right? And you go, and of course, I was yo, like you, Red Five, family, and my wife's like, "What's a Red five And I'm like, "He's like, a wolf from Luke. Final Fantasy Seven. How do you not know?" And you're like, "That's Luke, right?" But then you're also going to swerve in me, 
right? Because we're so used to this with the any show in the last <laughs> 10 years. You're like, oh, no. Oh, no. That's not – it's somebody. Right. They, they want to think it's Luke, but there's no way they ju- it's just going to be Luke. And then you see the green lightsaber in the hand, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> but then you're still going. No. At that point, I was like, it has to be. It has because- to be Luke. Do you know who my money was on, right? My money was on the uh, chubby Asian dude from uh, the uh, previous episode, from like two episodes ago. Do you remember him? The guys, the, the, the two X-Wing troops, the cops that oh. pull over. <laughs> I thought it was that guy. I, I even told my wife, I was like, five bucks, it's that guy. And then when it was Luke, I was like, oh, it's Luke. And she goes, you don't know. I was like, that's fucking Luke. I said, if they if this isn't Luke... The internet will never let them forgive. We'll never forgive them. No. Yeah, they would be. No. And John Favreau must know that. Yes. They, of course they know that. They, you know, they did. They're giving you what you want with that show. You know what I mean? Absolutely they are. the, The new movies were like, they tried so hard to be like, you don't want that old shit. You want this new shit. The like new you, movies that were... Old stuff is, that's for your grandpa, man. This is new shit. The new movies people, were where J.J. Abrams and a bunch of other people fighting in a boardroom over who yes. can take that story and bastardize it. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, him, just, like, like him or hate him. That's what those movies are. Like, you don't want those old toxic characters. And they didn't even put the same people on it, right? There was no thread through them. And so you got all no, that shit. Wasn't. Like, I know some people hate the Ryan Johnson stuff. I don't mind it. But, like, but it it's just a bunch the rest of the rest of the shit, though. Right. It's a bunch of people trying to tell their own stories. Yes. I don't think J.J. So, Abrams wrote that ninth movie, and he just destroyed that script to make it into what he wanted it. Like, yeah, those three movies are just... They're hard to digest. The Mandalorian, yeah, like, on the other hand, not hard to yeah. digest. <laughs> so, so you know, the <laughs> so yeah, they came in as just like Uber fans, and they're like, "We're giving everybody everything they wanted, like all the hidden shit we love. Mm-hmm. That's what we're putting in there." And um, so like I seen grown men in reaction videos start crying the minute they saw the X wing. Okay, <laughs> I've seen it. Like they just. And they realize it's it's sex wing or what they perceive as Luke. Is that crying? It's crazy. It's the emotion. Five. I did too. I got so excited. And uh, then you see R2. Yeah, my money was on Leia, thing. honestly. But once I saw the green lightsaber, I was like, it's not Leia. Um, you know, and then you have and then you have Grogu uh, mm-hmm. saying bye. That and, was adorable uh, when he touches his cheek. Yeah, because one, you know, besides from Bill Burr. Uh, that's you know he's the first person seeing his face, right? True, true. And and not only that, but it's the first contact, like skin on skin contact mm-hmm. he's had since he was a kid. Yes, because he's never let anybody see his face or touch him. Oh man, that was. And Grogu's still so fucking cute. Oh my hear, god! And then you hear R 2s beeps before uh-huh. you see him, uh-huh. and you go, "What the fuck, man? That's not even." <laughs> and you're like. Jesus Christ, man, because that R2 from the beginning has always been like the gatekeeper of like new shit. Yep. Like he's always ushering in the new stuff and introducing you to. Well, R2 is the only character that's in all of them. Yes. I know C3PO is in all of them too, but C3PO is not involved like R2 is. No. 
so again, he's like, he's, he's, you know, he's, he, I don't know. It was good, man. R2 it was really- shows up to let you trees, you and everyone like, you know, it's okay. We got yeah, this. We got this. Yeah. We know <laughs> we got this. You know, R2 is giving you the little thumbs up, right? He's giving you the BB-8, like, right? The 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 lighter. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And can I say, to, to completely remove from that, I really think season three is going to be Bo-Katan fighting for the Darksaber. And I think her versus potentially the Mandalorian are teaming up with the Mandalorian for that goal. That seems like a dope premise. They may not do it, but if that's the premise, which I hope is where they're going with that, like well, I was like, oh, I can't wait for season well, she three. Has to get, she has to get the Doc Saber from from Din Djarin, um the Mandalorian. Yeah. She has to get right. the Saber from It's him. Din Djarin, right? Is that his name? Din Djarin. Yeah, Din Djarin. Okay, okay whatever. Yeah, but Din. We'll call him Din. That's the, only, um, that's the only loophole in the Mandalorian, though, is how she... They're like you. You can't take the doc saber. Like he can't give you the doc saber. Yeah, I was listening on forty two level one. Shout out to those boys. Gave, that's how she got the doc saber. Though. Yeah. Sabine gave her the doc saber, so she yes. gave it to her. Yes, but maybe and now that well, but that dark saber hasn't been. Uh, for those that follow the lore and know, um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the Clone Wars and stuff like that, and it might be touched on in Rebels. I don't know. I know Bo-Katan is in Rebels, but the point mm-hmm. is, is that that dark saber has been passed down almost completely through people handing it down, not through battle. So this is where the Mandalorian kind of inserts a lore or a plot point that is in complete contrast to everything Mm -hmm. the fans know. And they can, they can go back on that. I don't know. Or it might've been John Favreau and the creators just going, we don't fucking care. We're going to do this, but Mm -hmm. they needed to create conflict, but one way or the other, I still stand by this. Female Mandalorians are hot and I'm glad that they are carrying themselves into season three with at least this setup. Who knows? Maybe Bo-Katan won't be in it. Maybe the dark saber won't be, but I well, doubt it. <laughs> yeah. The, the splintering off so many shows, you know what I mean? You don't know what's going to be in what, but they, you know, That's I will say, um, with the R2 thing, I, I was, I was also thinking, uh, you know, Grogu, um, they said someone, someone um, took him from the temple before Order sixty six or whatever. Yep, like on Coruscant, and I and I wonder if I too was involved because he was there at that time. It's true. And you know, there's this weird thing with with, with Grogu when he sees I too. It's almost like you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Like he, he knew him. That's just my little theory. Um, and then, of course, you get the after credit scene. We're talking about after credit scenes, and they mm-hmm. show Boba Fett being a fucking boss, just shooting <laughs> yeah. fucking fat Bib Fortuna. Oh, man. Because Bib deserved so that from the moment you saw him in Jedi. Like, that was great. Oh, my God. He he just he just snuck right just in there. He didn't take care pop. of himself. No. Uh, well, because he he's becoming it. a hut is what he he's trying to do. Uh, yeah, he's or, being, or, or not a hut because obviously that's a race, but he's no, trying but, to take on the role of a hut. Yeah, he was so fat he couldn't fall out of the chair. <laughs> he got shot and just slumped over. Boba had to pull him out of that thing. <laughs> he had to kick him off of it. 
You just, he's like, oh my god, this fat, this fat fuck couldn't even fall out, fall but, off the throne. But Boba taking the throne and uh, with um, God, what is her name? Um, Fennec. Fennec. She's yeah. badass, and now she's yeah, not even fully I, human, I, right? She's been I, enhanced. I, yeah, I just Ding think that's me. got some awesome potential. And okay. So I don't know how much of a nerd you are on the expanded universe, and I don't mean to invoke the EU at this time. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Mara Jade? Do you know who she is? The name doesn't sound familiar to okay. me. Okay, she's a purple lightsaber wielding Jedi. I believe she was originally intended to be a Sith. She might have even been the Sith apprentice that uh, Vader was training. I believe that was the idea. It's been a long time since I've read you know, stories about her. I learned about Mm -hmm. her by playing the Star Wars CCG, the collectible card game. And she was a character in the expanded universe. Uh, There was like a a promo pack where there was expanded universe people and they had this picture of this girl named Mara Jade. And I'm like, who is Mara Jade? And a buddy of mine who was into the expanded universe, like real into it, right? He did the the fucking internet shit where he's like, oh, you don't know? Um, And he's like, yeah, Luke and Mara Jade fall in love. Like, they they have kids together and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, "Oh my God. Okay. So she was like Vader's Sith apprentice um, in secret, right? And they kind of write the character in um, Force Unleashed to be the Mara Jade replacement, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, But she was the backup Sith that Vader had in mind when he took the throne from Palpatine, because if people don't know this, they should have this pattern down. Every Sith Lord is days are numbered because the apprentice or the, the Sith Lord under the emperor is always ready to kill him and take the throne, right? Cause the Sith, there's only two and they mm-hmm. always want to take out number one to become number one, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, it's like if the vice president was always trying to kill the president to take over. Um, and so, like, Mara Jade was just in that world. And and then when when Vader and the Emperor die, she is this lone Sith without a master. And I believe in that she becomes she learns to become a Jedi with Luke and they fall in love. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Mara Jade could ever show up? And I believe her first appearance was in Jabba's palace post-Boba Fett. And so there's just, just, again, I'm inventing my own universe, but there's this part of Mm -hmm. me that's like, man, would it be cool if they expand on the Luke story, they decide to bring back Mara Jade, because if you remember, they expunged the extended universe. They said it's no longer canon, but they are welcome to take from it and put in whoever they want to. And they've done that from time to time. So I was like, wouldn't it be cool if Mara Jade like appears in the Boba Fett series? And then becomes part of the canon. And we could even get some Luke Skywalker stuff going. Um, They're going to have to eventually just like... If they're going to do more stories with Luke though... They're going to have to just introduce somebody as the new Luke... Who looks kind of like him. And roll with that because they... That was cool once. But like they've got to... If they're going to keep him as a character... They've got to like... You know, change it. (laughs) They've got to give a new Luke... (laughs) Luke won't be in it anymore. I don't think so either. Uh, which like means Mara Jade's not going to be in it. But yeah, either way. I don't know. I can't wait to Boba Fett series either because I think Boba Fett's the shit. His ship's the like best ship in the Star Wars universe. The Slave One, hell yeah. I want Slave One all day, all day long. And uh, 
Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be like Tales from Tatooine sort of show. You know what I mean? Works Something me. like that. Yeah. That'd be cool. Think um, of it as like a bounty hunter Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> yeah. I could do that. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll see Bosk. I'm sure they put Bosk right? in there. Right, let's bring to. back... they. We've already seen a version of IG-88, so... That works, yeah, I guess. But Bos- Bosk, Bosk was they showed Bosk a lot in the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and then, you know, he's certain Empire. Um He was a big he was so, he was one of the more profound bounty hunters. Yeah. Dengar and Forlom I didn't think was that big of a deal, but and Zuckus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were Can't the other Empire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, we talked a lot about that, but I just want to say uh no mace window on that one. I was wrong, but Not I yet. cried. Not yet. Just remember that. Grown man. Grown man crying at Star Wars. It's fine. It's actually, it's uh, great. If, have you watched that Clone Wars show? Yeah, I'm almost done with it. I'm almost through it. Oh, okay. I'm in season, end of season five. I think this, the new There's season they made seasons. for Disney Plus is seven. Yeah. And I think I'm in the middle of five, maybe. And I have one through five on DVD. Um, but I've been watching them on Disney Plus because obviously they're in high def. Um, they're good. I am just starting season three, and apparently this is when it gets real good. Like it's yeah. been good, but it it apparently people, really um, gets good now. People ask me about the Clone Wars now because because of the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and I tell them start start at season three. Okay, so you can start there. Season one and two, they do fine. have some story here and there, but a lot yeah. of them are just one off little things. But three is where they start to really build. Uh, empathy for the clones and stuff and you yeah. and, you know they really set the you know I do like good. how they develop Ahsoka and uh, her relationship with um, with uh, Anakin right everything down to just the littlest things like his nickname for her snips and like I, I there's just there are sequences in there that work really well and mm-hmm. I think it's badass that Rosario Dawson is Ahsoka, and I know she's getting her own series, right? And we've got the Obi Wan series coming soon. Like, good. there's That's a lot good. going on next year. I'm on, I'm there for it. Yeah, give me more Star Wars. I'm not one of those people. I'm like more Star Wars. I'm good. Keep keep it coming. I'm also kind of ready to get back into Marvel stuff, even though I know the rest of the world might not be. But WandaVision, I can't wait for. And What If? I think Loki's coming next year. WandaVision's coming next year. And I think What If is next year. And I I know you're probably not... Well, I don't know if you're a comic guy or not, but Marvel's What If was always the most fun like, I have, comic um, book series. I have one What If series that I never opened. It's in a bag nice. in my comic box. It's, it's What If... Hulk killed Wolverine. Oh, that's the big one. Yeah. There's a foil cover with the the bones. That's, that's a reprint, but like that foil cover, the reprint might be worth more than the original at this point. The special editions are worth a lot, especially if you keep them sealed, but I have a comic box around it somewhere and I have a bunch of shit from my, my old days, you know, what if Wolverine killed the whole, or what if, what was it? Hulk killed Wolverine. It broke his back or something. Yeah. It, what if Hulk killed Wolverine is like one of the most prolific of the what ifs. And I mm-hmm. almost can guarantee you one of the eight or 10 episodes of that. What if series will be, we'll that. be there is no but way it's not the finale. Yeah. There's no way it's not. I just don't know if what if is animated or if it's live action. I don't know if they've said the trailer. They have a trailer for it. You didn't oh, watch do. the trailer. No, I haven't. Is it live action? Oh, it's, it's animated. Oh, okay. It's very, then they can um, do it. Yeah. 
It's very Spider-Verse looking. Oh, okay, anime. cool. It's cool. cool looking. I'm down. It's a good look. Good vibe. Yeah. Well, with it being animated, and I can almost guarantee it, although I'm sure someone who's a Marvel fan will tell me if... I almost wonder if they haven't already made an animated thing of that because it's Mm. so profound. Like Mm -hmm. the whole what if series. I don't think the first one was what if the whole killed Wolverine, but if it's not, it is definitely like the only what if that everyone can name like off the top of their head. Like, yeah. So anyway, but, uh, All right, well, so here's the question. Do you want to jump into games or do you want to play this little game that uh, I was going to play with you? Uh, we'll play a little game. Okay. See what it is. So, Trees, this is something you and I are no strangers to, but I've been listening okay. to a lot of Gaming History 101 lately. Um, oh. Getting nostalgic. Getting nostalgic. Oh. Got some things to talk about at the very end of the show, but nothing nothing crazy and nothing long-winded, uh, unlike me. Um, and one thing you and I used to be great at doing, we did this with a lot of people too, a lot of great co-hosts like Eli, oh. like Yogi, like Sean Freeman, lots of great people, um, and many others I haven't named. And of course, uh, but yeah, early into Gaming History 101, it was all about getting together and taking various source material to just reminisce, right? And so I was going to ask you, what do you think either is the best or your favorite, just off the top of your head, year of gaming you've ever had? Oh, fuck. And since Ooh. I'm bombarding you with this, I can throw out my own. Yeah, throw but... your own up. I gotta... Okay. Yeah. I gotta think. So for sure. mine, I will say it was definitely 1996, even though I haven't looked up really... I, I can name a handful of things um, that came out, but this is the year for me that was most prolific. Was 1996. And I've got a lot of reasons why. So, are you, uh, you cool delving into this for a little bit? Yeah, good. All right. So, first and foremost, uh, 1996 was, um, uh, for me, the year that, uh, of course, the N64 came out. And I've talked about this before, so you can go back and listen to those episodes. But I got a Nintendo 64 for Christmas. Um, I have a January 6th birthday, so... Teamed up with my mom. I've told the story about how I got the N64 from a JCPenney catalog that I saw in a window They because she couldn't get it because she didn't pre-order it because she didn't think that video games would be like that. Huh? I'm sure there's plenty of kids nowadays that are dealing with that as well. Um, and so I got an N64, got Mario 64, and famously beat Shadows of the Empire before I even opened it as a gift. Um but Mario 64 is huge for me and I absolutely adore that game and it was even more pivotal for me back then and uh, while I have to say I really didn't care for the N64 much as a console I did not continue on with it and loved it in fact I was pretty much done with the N64 by 1997 didn't even get GoldenEye Um, it wasn't that big of a deal for me but that first year and that first Christmas where I got Killer Instinct Gold, which was a port of Killer Instinct 2, uh, Shadows of the Empire, and Mario 64 was absolutely huge for me. 
Um, and uh, I just completely adored that system. And that was just the end of the year. The beginning of the year was huge for me as well. Um, but uh, did you want to say anything before I go on about uh, N64? I don't even remember. Were you a big N64 guy? No, I think that's a horrible system with horrible games. Okay. You're, I believe you're I, largely correct. I, when I say this, you'll remember this, because I say it every time you bring it up. I say it's the Tonka toy of game consoles. <laughs> yes. It looks like something uh. you could ham a plastic blocks into a kid. It's terrible. From the controller to the... To be fair, from console. a tech standpoint, although no one cares about tech, um, mm-hmm. from a tech standpoint, that console does some awesome stuff. That's why it's so hard to emulate versus the other games of that time period. But that doesn't make up for gameplay. Like I said, I was quickly out of the N64, selling my mm-hmm. N64 console in... I didn't... Actually, I don't think I ever sold it. I'm pretty sure the N64 I have is the N64 I've always had. Um, but uh, no, actually, I sold off my N64 that I did that I previously had. Something was up with that. Anyway, the N64 I currently have, I mod, I bought it modded with RGB support. But anyway, um, all right, Trees, a little easier to deal with, though, from that time period was um, early that year, I was playing the Star Wars CCG at this time also, I should point out, and uh, main characters was a big deal. I believe the limited set was out, but maybe the unlimited set had come out, which... For people who don't know what limited versus unlimited is in a collectible card game, limited says we're going to do X print run. We're going to make 3,000 boxes of this card set, and that's it. And then when they go unlimited, they alter the look in some way. Star Wars did the most common version of this. Magic did this as well. I think Pokemon did too, where it was black-bordered for limited. It was white-bordered for unlimited. And unlimited goes... We print X amount, we sell it all out, we reprint X amount, and we keep printing it until it stops selling. And so having black-bordered cards were not only more valuable, but they were more popular. And they started doing expansion sets for Star Wars CCG. And I had most of the mains. I had Vader, I had Tarkin. Those were the mains on the uh, dark side. I had Leia, Han, Luke, Obi-Wan. Those were the light-sided mains, but there was also C-3PO and R2-D2 and a couple others, right? All the big characters were on the light side. Um, And this was just from A New Hope. That was all it was from, was from the first movie. Um, And they had started climbing in price. I think Darth Vader was getting near 100 bucks. I think Obi-Wan was like 35, Luke was 50, something like that. And a buddy of mine wanted a bunch of those. And we traded, um, he traded me his going out of style he had recently uh i think he was getting a playstation playstation was already out in 96 and i think he was getting one from his dad his dad was an all-state agent and very successful at it and his dad was never around and so his dad bought him kind of everything he was that friend who he didn't have everything but if he wanted something like his dad didn't need to wait for christmas to give it to him right he'd just give him a playstation Uh And so he was on the cusp of getting a PlayStation. He's pretty bored of his Sega CD. He had gotten a Sega CD only because I was so enamored by it. But that doesn't mean he didn't appreciate it. Um, And so he traded me, I remember his Sega CD with, I think I got Corpse Killer, Racing Aces, which is still a very great game I love to play on the Sega CD. And (laughs) like one or two other games. 
And it was shortly after this time that I bought Snatcher with the West Coast Video sticker on it. Um, that copy of Snatcher I used to have with the West Coast Video sticker. For the record, yep. I did eventually sell that off for $350. And I really think I got the better part of that deal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, so he traded me, I think I traded him all my Star Wars mains for the PlayStation or not the PlayStation, blah, for the Sega CD and his games. It, it wasn't many games. I do think Star Wars Chess was one of those, though, trees. I think he had like five games or something. I know he had Road Avenger because I still have that copy of Road Avenger. Um, right. But, uh, and he didn't have like the pack-in games you would expect, right? Like he didn't have, I think he had, he had it was a Sega CD 2. He didn't have uh, Sewer Shark with it anymore i don't know if he sold it i don't know if he kept it i don't know what he did with it but i didn't get sewer shark um but i remember trading him all my mains for that but then and i think i've talked about this the joke was it wasn't a joke but the trick was he always used to play with me after school like we lived a block away from each other so it was great to hang out after school and play well when i didn't have any mains anymore and he had all the mains just the same way like i i didn't really want to play him so then he'd have to go up to the card shop to play, and that was harder to do. And so his interest in Star Wars CCG kind of tapered off for a while. And it does have a, a silver lining to that. I would eventually reaccumulate my collection of Star Wars CCG and, um, and start getting some competitive decks, especially as the expansion sets came out and we would start playing again. But it was kind of bittersweet because he traded me the Sega CD, so I always wanted to go home and play the Sega CD. And he also, I gave him all my mains, so I didn't want to play the Star Wars game. So keep that in mind (laughs) when you make a trade like that, uh, both Mm -hmm. to him and me, that, uh, you know, you might be hurting yourself. But I remember playing a ton of that, and I remember buying a bunch of Sega CD games at KB Toys on clearance. I remember buying Corpse Killer for like five bucks. I remember buying the re-release of Night Trap. If you remember, it got pulled off the shelves and they brought it back out and they yeah. go, the original uncensored and it wasn't changed at all. Um, right, and I had the rare blue Sega CD release because I didn't have a 32X at the time. Um, and uh, I, I actually, I think I got a 32X the year before and returned it. I know I returned it. So, But either way, um, I remember getting that and I remember getting a handful of other Sega CD games cheap at Funko Land. It was still Funko Land. It wasn't oh, yeah, GameStop yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I just remember that first half of the year being really awesome. Cause I was slowly accumulating a cheap and fun Sega CD collection. Uh, it's probably why I have such a large affinity for that. So, um, and then, uh, in the, in the middle of the year was the Sony PlayStation. I did not get a Sony PlayStation. Um, but my buddy, as I said, did. And I just remember um, going in there. He got a PlayStation. He got Battle Arena Toshinden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So were you you buying games around this time period, 96? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, and I think this is my favorite gaming year, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know, because I'm thinking I could go with something from my childhood, right? Sure. Which is funny about the PlayStation. Because the PlayStation, so in 1996, you know, you are, how old are you? I am currently 38, about to turn 39. So in 96, I was 14. 
Right. So you you're a high school kid with the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I'm in my twenties when the right. PlayStation comes out. So I could go with a childhood memory, like I could say, oh, when I had my my Sega or my you know what I mean, my my Genesis. But the truth is, I don't remember. Those are like bits and pieces I remember. Same here. But as as an adult, um, I would say my favorite gaming year that I can remember would be 96. So the PlayStation came out at the end of 95, correct? Correct. Over here? Yeah, it was like fall 95. Yeah. So, but I don't remember that, right? End of the year. You're asking for a full year? You got to go with 96. And 96 is when the pivotal PlayStation stuff comes out. I'm working at the post office, right? Okay. Fairly new. I'm working nights. And um, PlayStation goes out. It's the hot shit, right? Obviously, it's like... And the reason I remember it as my favorite gaming year is because it was like this first disc system. So it was like Mm -hmm. this new technology for for home consoles. I know people had them with their PCs and shit. But for a home console, it's always been cartridges. And um, if you want to count the Sega CD, but that was a very niche sort of expensive thing. And the games weren't super great well, you know even what I mean? back they then we knew they were right like i like take final fight cd for example mm-hmm. it was on the sega cd but let's be honest they could have dumbed down the soundtrack on that and crammed that into a cartridge like they could have the sega cd <laughs> was taking the limitations of the genesis and expanding how much right. memory you could put so, in it. so playstation was not that right the playstation was just you, you know it's weird with cartridge games it was like you know kind of like how the systems are now it's like you know you went from the genesis and the the nes master system to the genesis and super nintendo and then the n64 like you mm-hmm. had these like increments and stuff got cooler but the playstation was like the the, the game changer right well, and it and, ushered in 3D. Like, the PlayStation and, was good at 3D, so it, it the, touted. Well, the, play, the PlayStation was the Nirvana of consoles. <laughs> yes. It destroyed hand metal fucking <laughs> cartridge consoles. Yes, it did. Right? If you want to... It absolutely it did. No, you're, you're, you're completely right. So, um, and I remember working nights. I remember um, going to Toys R Us to get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had to get a little fucking ticket, like you were at the yeah. fucking deli, and then like <laughs> bring bring the ticket to the cage. You yep. get get your shit. And I had, I want to say I pre-ordered it back then, and so I had a PlayStation. And I brought it home with Battle Arena to Shinden uh-huh. and Raiden Project. Holy shit! Okay, yeah, that was ninety five. Yeah, that was yeah. So it was already out, but uh, you know I. For whenever I got it, and uh, well, I remember the PlayStation having- I think oh. sold out early on. Mm-hmm. Like people like to pretend like that shit didn't happen, but that shit so, totally happened. I I got the PlayStation at launch, right? And but I'm saying '96, right? Because you're talking like a full a year that I that the best year of gaming. So yeah, you know, you you take that year, you know, you you're going with with um. Yo, Twisted Metal, Destruction Derby, fucking Tomb Raider, fucking Resident well, yeah, Evil. Well, yeah, so 96, 96, yeah. I, I, I mean, Resident Evil it was comes a year, out. Man. 
Well, and so here's what I remember from like us. So, and I've talked about the Resident Evil thing. I saw that at Funko Land. They just had the disc playing. Mm-hmm. And I saw, you know, the guy, you know, you see Chris running and he goes, ah, and it goes, shit, blood, <laughs> and it goes, Resident Evil. And then you see little yeah. clips, right? You see him fighting like a spider in a hallway. You see him walking through and the dogs hop out. And I was like, what is this? And chubby guy at the GameStop, like, or at the Funko Land, like he, they used to like games. There was a time where people at Funko Land, like adored games. They were turbo nerds. Mm-hmm. And I know there is like those six GameStop employees that still exist that are like that. And God bless them. But he was like, oh, yeah, no, it's dope. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, yeah. he didn't use the word dope, but he was like, it's cool. And I was like, really? And he goes, oh, yeah, it's like a living haunted house. Oh, it's the best. It scares the hell out of you. Be- because that was a new technology, a new system mm-hmm. that every, every company developer was playing on. Mm-hmm. Like fucking just like you know, it sounds funny saying now, but any the shit they could think of that they couldn't do in that 16-bit era was like pouring out. Oh yeah. And you, that year of 96, like everything was a fucking hit. Warhawk, fucking Jet oh. Moto. Um, yeah, I saw Jet Moto came out. Uh Tekken 2. Do you remember Tekken fucking Tekken 2? two? We, oh my god, we would sit. I, I specifically remember sitting on the floor of my buddy's bedroom with all of us before we were going out for the night, mm-hmm. making gin and tonics and cutting limes <laughs> and playing fucking Tekken 2. Oh, pandemonium. Yeah. Pandemonium. Like everything oh, was pandemonium. new and, oh, played and you'd never seen it before. And right. that's why 96 stands out because, and then after you got PlayStation 2, Xbox, which were great, but you were already ushered into this this 3d world but that playstation was the thing that 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 was the the the, you know the gateway drug to all that shit anyways well and i remember i remember something very distinct about this time period and i'm curious if you went through something like this so tekken 2 hits okay tekken Mm -hmm. 1 did come out on the playstation I believe. I believe it came out in 95, the first year. But most people grabbed Toshinden, and I don't remember why, but people did. Because um, um, it was it was fully 3D, wasn't it? Like, Tekken, you could shift. Tekken you know, if you wasn't kept- fully 3D, but it was polygonal. But I, I think the big thing you- for me, if I remember, was that we... We had Tekken, Battle Arena Toshinden might have been in arcades, but I never saw it. Tekken was in arcades and it looked gorgeous. And Mm. so it still wasn't one-to-one. It gets there with the PlayStation, but we're not quite there yet. And so there was just, I felt like there was a big discrepancy between the arcade and the home version, which was weird because even with Tekken 2, that wasn't as much the case and it didn't matter. And maybe that was the problem though. The other thing I thought about was maybe Tekken 2 had just hit arcades and so nobody cared about Tekken 1 anymore. That may have been the other problem. Tekken 2 was huge, especially on the PlayStation. Oh yeah, and that's what I mean. Like when Tekken 1 hit the PlayStation, the PlayStation was brand new and Tekken 2 Mm -hmm. was already in arcades, so maybe we didn't care. Um, But the big thing I remember was you know, me, huge Mortal Kombat fan, uh, Mortal Kombat Trilogy came out, which I've only recently learned in playing it a bunch. It's just a glorified Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. 
Like it's got a handful of stuff. It's got the boss characters and it's got the handful of characters you can go back to play uh, to original Mortal Kombat with. But for the most part, Mortal Kombat trilogy is just like largely Ultimate Mortal Kombat three with a couple extra characters and backgrounds. Um, mm-hmm. But I loved um, it and I bought Mortal Kombat trilogy even though mm-hmm. my buddy had the the PlayStation. And my thought was mm-hmm. when I got a PlayStation eventually, cause there was no question I was going to get a PlayStation. And in 97, I did just that. Um, yeah. but I bought mortal Kombat trilogy. And my thought was we would be playing this forever. And we played it for a few weeks. And then my buddy got Tekken two and no, qu- Oh my God. I had lived and breathed mortal Kombat for at least like three, four years now. And we just, we forgot all about it. It didn't mm-hmm. matter. Not compared to Tekken. Tekken 2 was just... Oh, we couldn't stop playing it. People we didn't even like. I remember Phil. Oh my God. Phil? In our neighborhood? Phil used to beat our asses. But we had a fucking PlayStation. Phil started hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. Phil was one of my... Cl- to this day, I'd take a bullet for Phil. And I haven't seen <laughs> Phil in 20 years. But Phil was a genuinely great human being. And uh and I gotta say, it's like this guy. F- yeah, he was a bully piece of shit to me until he just, he me and, and my buddy Chris got a place. When my buddy Chris got a PlayStation, we started hanging out. Phil started just, hanging uh, out with us, and all of a sudden the bully was our best friend. And I remember that blew my mind. He, he got the funnel as violence through video game fighting. Instead of real people. That's that's true, but it was impressive. I just remember that. I remember the night where, like, I was at, like, a, just to prove it, Chris had bunk beds, and he didn't have a brother or anything. Uh, he had bunk beds. His dad bought him bunk beds for when he had sleepovers. So I remember sleeping over at his house, because we were still doing sleepovers. We were fucking 14. And I remember going, fucking Phil is our friend now. The guy who used to beat our ass, we would uh, dodge the bus stop over Phil. And yeah, now he's coming over and hanging with us. The world is our oyster. He's smoking cigarettes um, in our front yard. <laughs> but, yeah, I, you know, again, like I was, I had like 10 years on you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm a 20-something oh, yeah. experience in that year. So, like, you know, I remember it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, and everything was like, look at this shit, man. Like, again, like, it was stuff you've never seen. You're fucking jumping flash. One and two. Oh, yeah. Mechanical rabbit. And you're like, look at this shit. First person this platformer, is- and it you're worked. Like, you're like, look at the height. You look at it now, you're like, what is this? I'm looking at blocks. But back then, you're like, oh, my God, I'm getting dizzy. I'm so high up. <laughs> How's it do it? I don't know. This system is amazing. Fucking yeah. It came with a, yeah that- it came with a demo disc, right? <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. I had over to show them. I'm like, look at that fucking T-Rex. This T-Rex. <laughs> that T-Rex you demo was like the best. That? That's Jurassic Park style level shit right there. I have it at home. That a Hooverphonic video they hidden did. on there. If you did some button, I bought that album. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, this is the new shit, All right? Promoting that Sony label. I don't care. And Places. she, and I gotta say, she hadn't hit yet. But uh, Tomb Raider does come out at the end of that year. Um, we didn't get Tomb Raider. I wasn't at first interested in Lara. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but from an industry perspective, that was a big deal because Tomb Raider is supposed to be a launch, uh, Saturn game Mm -hmm. and they actually delayed it. And I believe delayed it like a year 
and then release both the PlayStation and Saturn version date and date for holiday 96 instead of holiday 95 like they were originally going to do as a Saturn exclusive. But yeah, either yeah. way, like, yeah, it was... The first Saturn Live was on PlayStation. Um, um, I don't know what year that came out, but I remember playing it. Um, um, I don't remember if it was right at launch, but... Either way, like, and again, I I've kind of loosely looked at the lineup, but and I remember Jet Moto Crash Bandicoot was that year. I remember getting Crash, my buddy getting Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think for me, memory wise, because the star, if you want the stars aligned on video games that year, because it was just the 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 creativeness in the outpouring of games for that first year, that first full year of, you know, that was out in the newness of it. And like, it was memorable because oh, everything, yeah. was, everything was something you hadn't seen before. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was significant. And again, I, I can't stress enough how crash bandicoot was. I mean, you know, if you look back on it, it was Mark Cerny and the team uh, who were working at Sega Technical Institute and had worked on Sonic making mm -hmm. a 3D Sonic game. It just had a different character, right? Crash Bandicoot's game design is kind of shit. Like, it's kind of bullshit now. Like, when you go back and look at it, you're like, the fuck were they thinking? But, like, there was no precedence for this, and you totally mm -hmm. tolerated it. A couple of other games that I remember being there, I don't remember if I see it on this list, though, was um, if you remember uh, uh, ESPN Extreme Games, it was later re-released as One Extreme. Do you remember that no. one? No. Skateboarding and street illusion and bicycling down Lake Tahoe. That was crazy. That was like Tony Hawk before Tony Hawk. It was kind of like Skitchin, actually. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Um, fucking Blood Omen Legacy oh, of Legacy King. Oh, Legacy of King. Baby, that Dude, that was a box art or whatever jewel case that mm -hmm. I looked at on the shelf and was intimidated by because the back of it, you got to remember, I was a console gamer only. In mm -hmm. the back of that game, like the, the the screenshots of it being an overhead sort of like, to me, that was like PC shit. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I had like, the isometric too, view. And I'm like, this is too complicated for me. Like, this is <laughs> like, we got next level shit here. This is like PC stuff coming to the home and i remember i bought it and i had to restart it like three times before i sort of grasped the the menus like what you're supposed you know to what do. i mean yeah. and like and then once i got into it i couldn't i that's all i thought about at work i'd be at work at night and just thinking about blood omen like that game oh, that so, game was great yeah and um a year later oh. they would do diablo which if you've never played mm -hmm. the ps1 port of diablo let me tell you, Pretty friends, good. if you like GamePad, they do a one-to-one -one that is impressive. Uh, but yeah. um, the other one that... Uh, and, and just looking at just random things that came out, Quake yeah. also comes out on PC this year. Like, I didn't have a 3D accelerator card, so I have no mm -hmm. uh, experience with it, but that's a huge deal for people. Like, just right. the idea, like we're talking about here, you had all this PlayStation 1 stuff. We haven't even touched on the Saturn stuff, and I wasn't... I didn't have a Saturn growing up. So... While I dug Virtua Cop and Nights into Dreams and all that stuff, it was hitting Saturn and I just wasn't a part of it. And then you've also got N64 hitting. Plus, you've even got Quake and stuff on PC. Like, 96 was a fucking banner year, man. Oh, such a big year. It was. It was fun, man. And, and I, again, because I, I wasn't too young 
I'm not looking at it through like like I'm not misremembering thing. Like right. I was like in my rose 20s. covered glasses, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I just remember that that shit being out and and like, you know, yeah, it was so good. It was so oh, good. Man. So I think that might be. My favorite year of game. Oh, I mean, fucking Die Hard Trilogy was that year too. I forgot about that. Like a lot of people don't talk about that, but that was an arcade man, that was an arcade port. No, no, you're thinking of Die Hard Arcade, which was on Saturn. Do you remember Die Hard oh. Trilogy, where it was like all three movies as like different games? Die Hard Two was a shooter, like a light gun shooter. Die Hard Three no, was a racing game with a taxi, and Die Hard One was like an isometric shooter. Nope, I don't remember. Oh, okay. I'm if thinking of arcade. Picked, oh yeah, if you picked that up, it, like that was the big thing. It was like three games in one, and you're like, "Holy shit!" And they were like, "Die Hard trilogy." And here's why I'm bringing this up: my buddy and I had never seen Die Hard. Our parents did not let us see R-rated movies. But you know what? <laughs> Phil, his dad let him watch. His dad was a cop. Yeah. Phil's dad let him watch fucking Die Hard, and Phil had Die Hard. Mm-hmm. We hung out with Phil. And we watched Die Hard. That movie said fuck so many times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, God, that, that was, I think yeah. that, I, every year since and every year before that, when I gamed, I always have had fun gaming. But if you're just talking mem- like memorable, it, it would probably just have to be that just because, like I said, all the stars aligned to make it a memorable sort of experience. Hell yeah. All right, well, that was kind of the fun thing I was going to do. I figured we would do two years, but that would have gone long, and it looked like they lined up. So I just figured we'd have some fun and talk about uh, old years. <laughs> so Good. there's your trip the down old, memory lane for 1996. The there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mind me how old I am, because right. we're talking memory lane 96, and I was like fucking 20. 24 or something. Oh my God. <laughs> you got to be them. a teenager in the eighties. I would trade with you in a heartbeat. I was too young of a teenager in the eighties to have any fun though. Okay. Well, then no. I need, I need your older cousin. Yeah. <laughs> I need to trade places yeah, yeah. with them. Um, but, uh, I was, I was, I was old enough to have fun when it was like the early nineties, which was horrible. <laughs> it was, was Monte Carlo and fucking cross colors. <laughs> And women wearing overalls, so it was like, what? Yeah, because 19... Yeah. yeah, if you weren't around, 1992 was a very confusing year. Hey, You're like, is it the hey, 80s? Girl, is it the 90s? Doing? What's I, going I on? I like your uh, turtleneck champion sweater and baggy <laughs> overalls. You're super hot. Yeah, I got fucked, man. Everything, got fucked. Was, everything was neon, but nothing made sense. Parachute pants kind of were a thing. <laughs> T- TLC... Can fuck off because <laughs> yes, their fashion yes. ruined ruined hot women. You for need a while. to watch the if you want to know what Trees is talking about, watch the music video for "Let's Talk About Sex" by yeah. Salt and Pepper. Oh, that that is the epitome of what he's describing right now. Yeah, look up, look up, <laughs> look up uh, the very first TLC video, and that's what it looked like <laughs> at the clubs when I was old enough to get laid, and it was like. It it's like if women decided to be like, you know what? I'm gonna dress like a live action Goofy and Donald Duck. I think that's what I'm gonna wear to the club tonight. It's so funny because it's so true. Oh my so, god! 
They will cause playing Kingdom Hearts before Kingdom Hearts. Yes, <laughs> you are so right. Watch a CNC Music Factory video while you're at it. Watch, um, yeah, or, or yeah, anyway, I digress. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good. <laughs> okay. It's good. That early night was not a good era for fashion no. or picking up girls. <laughs> oh, God. How many oh. lines did I shave in the side of my head? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fat boys video anyway okay um yeah we're good um let's switch over to gaming okay oh i needed that trees i i really did uh this week i need that oh yeah real quick uh i kept promising i would say why we missed last week and i never got to it so let me just drop it real quick um simply put my wife had to work late so trees and i were like okay let's push it till 10 o'clock and we were uh, we of course record these on wednesday nights thursday was christmas eve so we weren't going to be able to do it and um on the way home, my wife had car trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to tow her car. Uh, tow truck wasn't too long, but it was 21 degrees outside, and she mm-hmm. needed me to come assist her. Uh, yeah. So, and she would have needed a ride home anyway. So, like, I died. You know, I made it sound I, like I didn't need to drive out there. I, I would have always you, had to drive out there. You definitely weren't twisting my arm because I, I specifically remember having like long days and not sleeping. Uh, so, when you were like, my, my my wife had car trouble. I'm like, good. <laughs> no, it I'm was funny because you like sent the reassuring <laughs> thing, right? You were like, oh, family first, man. Get get taken care family of it. First. Yeah, you got something it. you've yeah. never heard me say in my life. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like, family first, dude. She's the most important thing in your life. Yeah, you got to make sure. Yeah, I forgot she's what you happy. said. You were like, it's fine, man. Like, no, we <laughs> we can do this next week. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I'll be fine. She completes you, Fred. <laughs> you, you need to go take care of that. Meanwhile, my nose is fucking poking through the fucking wall of my basement. I'm not believing anything I'm saying. Uh, and I'm like, I gotta go to bed. I gotta go to bed. But yeah. Yeah, yeah so went and took care of that. Uh, that was fun. Um, the end of that story is the dealership both couldn't find anything wrong with her car, but also mm. um, did not charge us anything. So... I oh. guess tentatively we're win-win. <laughs> sure. So, uh, but uh, but we lost the car for like a week. Uh, anyway. Um, so let's talk about gaming, Trees. Man, what's up? Doing some you know, gaming. I, I haven't done crazy much. If I can give him an update on my son. Yes. He's completely uh, taken over my Switch <laughs> to the point that he has a schedule now. He can only play, I say, a half an hour. He squeezes in 45. Nice. A day. My wife is not fucking happy, Fred. Not happy. She is a jock at heart. She's mm-hmm. a coach mom. She's one of those. Mom, coach, you know, fucking. Oh, yeah. That's what she wants him to do. And uh, the fact that uh, he just wants to play my Switch and he's got advanced, Fred. So he started <laughs> playing Mario Odyssey. Ah, and he's okay. like bosses at four years old. I don't know if that's normal. No, that's but- impressive. He's going doing new shit. I'm like, how'd you get there? He's like, I got the boons and I did this. I'm like, holy shit. And then he wanted to play Mario Kart with his sister. I'm like, you can't play Mario Kart, dude. I'm like, that's a bit much. And then uh, he comes in second. And I'm like, okay, I'll shut my mouth. Play <laughs> a Mario Kart, buddy. Um, so he's loving it. My wife, not so much. And he's watching anything 
Mario Brother playthrough on YouTube. Ah. Puts on Galaxy. He puts on fucking. He just watches Mario all the time now. It's crazy. I can't hate it though. Oh no, that'll keep happening. Uh, what's really humbling was when my daughter would watch like a playthrough of like Mario Three, and I'd be like, "Oh no, no, check this out. I can do that." And she goes, yes. "No, I'm good, Dad. I'm I'm watching yeah. it already. I'm watching somebody who knows yeah. video games do it." Yeah, this guy has 85 lives. Fuck face. I'm not. <laughs> what do you know? What can you tell me? Yep. Um. So he's been doing that, and uh, it was it was real pathetic uh, tonight. Because uh, he was playing it, and he was glued, and he was, he's playing it. And uh, I see my wife looking at him, and he's, like, you know, working the, the Switch controller and stuff. And she goes, you know, he's looking at him. I go, look at him. He's loving it. You know, he's, like, <laughs> he's commenting on Mario. And she just says, he goes, yeah, Devin, but uh, but we're going to look into some hockey, right? Some hockey? And you're going to do some uh, when football starts? <laughs> she was trying. And I'm, like, she's. I'm like, he'll do that stuff too. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we always just balanced it out. Like, for example, like my daughter, I'd make, I made her walk the dog, the dogs with me today uh, before she could go back and play in the afternoon and stuff. Yeah, my wife knows. My wife knows, like, if it was nice out, my son would rather be outside from morning to night. So don't worry about it. Yeah, you don't, my daughter's on winter break right now and you don't want to know. The time she's clocking on the Xbox. I know it, it's tough right now, man. With the, it's like with... two to four hours a day. <laughs> so I get an activity uh, report because I know how to set up parental controls for real. <laughs> yeah. Um. So otherwise, of my son, uh, on on the Switch front, I I, I finished Picross, uh, whatever it's called, S two or whatever the num. Oh they yeah, there's. I think it's up to S four yeah. now. Yeah, I'm ready to move on to pack three. Okay. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, more Final Fantasy X. Ah, yes. Okay. Final Fantasy X trees. I know. I like Final Fantasy X, X is, the, uh, is the porn. Is it really? <laughs> no, I don't know. Final Fantasy Triple X. <laughs> Vin Diesel's in that. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Vin Diesel Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's the beer or not, but that was that was good. That was good. <laughs> good. If someone can Photoshop uh Diesel is and just put Vin Diesel in the background, sitting on the hood of his fucking car. Oh hell yeah. Um so it was funny, I hit an old school thing that I haven't had to do in a while, which was uh and I'm not far in the game from when we last talked. I got sidetracked with something we'll talk about in a second, okay. but, but um, I was I was in this. I tell you, I like that game because it's bright, right? It's like tropical it and bright. Oh, yeah. Always, I like it. And I'm walking down this road, this tropical road, and it cracks me up because the NPCs are walking around. There's like kids playing blitzball, like kicking mm-hmm. a blitzball, and there's women with I know where you you're know, at, and, mm-hmm. stuff and all this. But the, you run into these battles every few feet. And it's like these fucking giant dinosaur dogs and <laughs> yeah. fireballs that self explode, and then and they're really tough. Like they kick yeah. the shit yeah, out yeah. of you. And you, really, I, I like the game because it really forces you, like, almost every other turn to switch swap out your people, which I really like. Like, oh you yeah, you to- have to you have to be tactical. 
like Waka can is the only one that can hit shit that's above the ground. You got what uh I forget her her name. I forget all the names because I haven't played it in like a week. Titus Waka and or Titus. I know people like Titus. But Yuna is I never use Yuna, but Yuna? I should because she has a summons, you know what I mean? And and they wreck shit. And I always yeah. forget to swap her in. Um but the other the hot the hot chick with the little the Moogle doll. Yeah, God, what is her name? Hold on, I'm looking it up. Here we go. Uh, uh, Riku. Nope. No. Way up on that one. Um, she's not the Riku. the blonde. Is it blonde? She's not blonde. No, you're thinking of X two. Oh no, no, Riku does she? to later. I'm still before I get oh, Riku back. Oh, I know where you're at. at. Okay, car. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's holding a little doll, and she does. Yeah, she's like, hold on, I'm getting to her. Magic. It's Why not Yuna. Lulu. Lulu. Yeah, she's, she's got the the little uh, little doll. Yeah, God, what? He's from Final Fantasy three six. He's a Moogle. Moogle. Thank you. He's in all of them. Anyways, yeah, he is. Um, Next, you're gonna tell cos- me Sid's in this game. And her cosplay isn't bad, by the way. No, if you, if no, she's yeah, yeah, no. Um, She's the oldest I, of the group, you know. Well, no, she's she's the youngest. She shit. talks shit to everybody. She talks down to everybody. I tell you that. She's twenty two. She's not very friendly. And um, okay, so she's the oldest of the group, other than Waka, who's twenty three and way too old to be hanging out with these people. But yeah, everybody else is like, like sixteen, seventeen. He's that dude hanging out with the high school kids. Yes, he's Matthew he's McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Waka. That fucking scumbag. <laughs> and um We've almost put together this movie <laughs> for yeah. the record. But I, I love how you have to swap around. Do you know what I mean? Like on the flight. And they let you swap people without it taking a turn. Right, right. Like. You just basically you know I mean? like, get to cue them up. That would be dirty of them if like you had to use one of your turns to swap people out. You know what I mean? So it's fun. You can flow pretty good. And I and I like that dynamic, but I love that you're fighting these horrific things that almost kill you, and then it pops you back on that road with kids fucking playing kickball, right. and people selling, <laughs> and you're like, "What? Is anybody else seeing no. this shit?" <laughs> no, the T Rex don't, don't come around. Yeah. Um, what was funny was I couldn't <laughs> get down. That, I couldn't get down that road. I couldn't get from one safe spot to the next. Like that road was beating the shit out of me. And so I it's fucking, a meat shield. So what do you do? I got the grind for Yep, I was gonna say that's what you do. And and use you hang the out right next to the safe spot and you just oh my God, save every time grid. you get a couple of experience points. Fair grid. It's so stupid. That thing's you know so what? Tough. Just so you and, know, uh, this game is not as I recall, I never beat it, but I got about halfway through it. Mm-hmm. About twenty something hours into it. And you never have to grind for too long. Mm-hmm. And you never have to grind that often, but every time you seem to get to a new area, you got to do it for a, a handful of minutes. Mm-hmm. So. But it was fun. It was fun to do again because I, I haven't grinded in a JRPG in a very long time. Well, there you go. And, uh, Speaking of being young and going through puberty. Um, yes. Sitting <laughs> up all night on the phone, fucking grinding through Final <laughs> Fantasy 7. You know what I mean? Just shooting the shit with your buddy. 
<laughs> for those <laughs> online chat rooms where you can just uh, Xbox Live, you know, you just chat and do shit. You know, right. just hang out on and fucking grind on five eighty seven. Um so anyways, I'm playing that. I'm still enjoying that. Um they put Skyrim fucking in um <laughs> Game, Pass. Game Pass. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why I started it. But now I'm like <laughs> I'm like ten hours in. Uh-huh. It does that. It. it does that. Love it. And, and the, get something straight. Skyrim isn't the one I make fun of. I make fun of Oblivion. When I say everybody looks like a meth head, like you can't yeah. make a good looking character. It's well, shitty. Skyrim um, has mods in it. You can go get mods. In fact, I've seen them. I've seen them all. I've seen all the mods, and there's weird like graphic packs and shit mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But it says it disables all achievements if you download a mod. And I can't. It does not disable, to my knowledge. It says it when you go to, it has a disclaimer when you go to the mod section. Huh. On the screen that says it will, it disables achievements. But maybe they mean on certain ones, maybe not on the graphic packs. I don't know. Yeah, because I thought the graphic packs don't. There's an unlocked frame rate one that allows you to get 4K60 on the Series X. Um, it's called uncapped frame rate. Um, I just, I just left it cause I'm like, I don't care. I don't the, well, feet. the graphics packs on the vanilla Xbox one will bring it to its knees. You don't want, you don't want to do yeah, that trees. I'm fine. I'm like, I looked at them, but then I was like, I don't want, I don't need none of this nonsense. And, um, turn the dragon into yeah, the macho man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need that. So I just started playing it. I do. I played almost 40 hours of yeah, it originally. Man. Oh, shit. I don't remember any of it. Oh, I like, put a hundred hours into that game, and I don't remember any of it either. Yeah, I don't remember the beginning. I was a Khajiit. I did everything. I did the whole wizards thing. I became a cannibal, which was weird because I'm a cat person. I mm. was a thief. I was an assassin. I yeah, did. I, mean, I beat that game. I then oh. did, I made my own house. I went and did the two, the Ravenloft thing. God, what was it called? Ravenloft is actually a D&D reference. There's a vampire campaign that's yeah. DLC. And then there's another one called Dragonborn, which yes, is which a whole is origin fun. story. It's crazy. Um, if you hit that on the menu, like I think it's on the store or something, it has like another one. It has the two you mentioned and a, a third thing. It's Hearthstone, which is like your yeah, your um, house. You get to build a house, basically. But they're blacked out. Oh, really? Like they're gray. You can't click on them. At least so I'm on the Xbox One. You uh, must need to get to a certain point to be able to do well, that. You can. Yeah. Okay. Um, they must be gated the by because they're included with it. The only thing I remember from my original playthrough, I remember three things. Like when I think of Skyrim, these are three things I always think of, right? I remember going to see some like monks or something. Yep. That was at the top of the mountain where you find out you're dragonborn. Yeah. Right. Already found out I'm dragonborn. That's what I mean. I don't know if they switched the story. Oh, then maybe that's where you learn shouts. No, no, no. This this place You kill a dragon and you learn the shout and then they send you to go visit the monks. Oh, okay. I remember the monks. I remember being chased by a giant. Oh, God, yeah. And then I remember... Wheels of cheese. 
I remember glitch hopping halfway over a mountain. Mountain. <laughs> I didn't want to go around it. <laughs> and then I found a cave, and there was a bear in there that that fucking murked me. That's what I remember from my first experience with Skyrim. But I man, remember being I, just absolutely fascinated by Skyrim. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, playing. yeah, it, and that game will do it again. It's clunky. Sure, um, sure. It's what drives me nuts is like I use my bow and arrow a lot because I'm used to primal, mm-hmm. right? So like I just want to use my bow and arrow, but the more you use it, right, the better you get at it, which yes. I like. So I just carry around and shoot rabbits and shit all day long. Well, I'm a rogue, skill. so I naturally would use bow and arrow and then twin daggers. So I am a perio, I think, which was sort of like a middle of the road sort of dude. Okay. Like I can use magic if I want. Yeah, I can use fucking you know swords and shit. Um, You're a paladin. I get it. <laughs> I remember my first playthrough. I used magic a lot. Like I remember always fucking throwing I lightning and shit. Yeah. And I so I thought I was going to do this this time, um, but I'm actually using a sword and a shield. And holy I shit, re- you're playing Dark Souls. <laughs> and I yeah, and I really like it a lot. Oh like, boy, I'm really building up my block and my one-handed oh weapons. Oh my god, Jesus is going to be playing a fucking From Software game by the end of the month. It's amazing, and I'm having except for there's no. You mentioned Dark Souls or whatever, but uh, you forget this is old, and uh, they just don't didn't give a fuck back then about like hit detection oh, yeah. or like, like action reaction. <laughs> like you just swing your sword at somebody and ooh ah ooh, <laughs> ooh. And, am I hitting this fucker? And blood kind of comes off of them, but they don't react and they swing at you and you don't know you're dying because your guy doesn't. <laughs> Move or react. It's a big dick swinging contest. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just. (laughs) (laughs) So. And I never really got that down to a science, which was probably why I bow and arrowed and stealthed my way through most of that game. Backstab is fantastic in that game. Like, you hit someone in the back, you can kill half the fucking population of that area without. Yeah. What I don't like is. You know, you're so used to Far Cry games and other games where you hit the Y button to switch, like, your primary weapon to your Uh. secondary (laughs) weapon. There is none of that. No. If I want to switch back to my bow and arrow, I have to go into the menu, my items, equip it all. Mm -hmm. And then when I go into a cave and someone discovers me, I have to go into my fucking menu, items, equip my, my sword and shield. So it's kind of... That shit's old Wait school. Wait for the animation for you to whip it out. Yeah. And uh, But you know what's funny? When I booted that game up, uh, the music hit. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I remember this music. Yeah, the Viking version yo, of fucking... Yo. <laughs> they did the Viking version of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I did. And it's like, I'm like, why do I know this song? Oh, they stole it. From Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. They did a fucking Viking version of Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. Um, so good. Anyways, I'm playing that and I'm sort of like, I think Final Fantasy X can fuck off for now because I'm like thinking of Skyrim like while I'm at work. I'm like, I want to fucking... There you go, see? 
they acquired Bethesda Studios so that you could get that as part of Game Pass instead of paying ten bucks for it. Fuck you, ten bucks. That game <laughs> that expensive, man. I you know, when it came out on the Switch, I'm like, maybe that'd be a cool mobile game just to have around. No. That shit's still like forty bucks on the fifty bucks on the Switch. To this day, fifty bucks. Yeah, still. but on Xbox One, I think I got it on sale for ten bucks a long time ago. Yeah, one playing it free. For a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> touche. Yeah, I have Game Pass, uh, so I shouldn't have bought that either. Yeah, and then the last thing I played, Fred, mm-hmm. and uh, was a game on Game Pass, and it's the first time I exercised my my Game Pass Ultimate, and I've been playing Ooh. solely. On, on the laptop with a mouse. Go mouse on. Yes. Um, it's a point-and-click type game, and it's called Yes, Your Grace. Ah, Yes, Your Grace. Yes. Um, I think Yogi's really into that. I'm trying to remember who I recently talked to that was really into that. Really good. And I recognize the people that made it, too. It's, it, it, I think it's one of the same developers that I think did. it's the people who did Sir, You're Being Hunted. It, well, I think... Um, that hyperspace outlaw or whatever that is. Sure. Too, I a logo when it boots up. Um, but you know, it's, it's basically a, a choose your adventure type ish game, uh, with, Oh, sort of I'm like thinking of the wrong games. thing. Yeah. The public or the developers brave at night publishers, no more robots. More robots. Yeah. They're on, they're on that other one. Yeah. The hyperspace thing too. Um, and it looks like a, you know, Little Commodore game or something, you know what I mean? It's, it's like has that look, the old yeah. pixelated look, and you're a king, and you have a wife and like three daughters, you know, queen and and, and three daughters there, and it's a decision making game, and uh, of course, as a story, you know, you're warring with this an, another kingdom and stuff, but it's one of those things where you're like one more turn, or in this case, uh-huh. one more day, because it goes by in days. And you basically sit on the throne and people line up to talk to you. And every person you talk to, you make a decision, right? They either need your help, you you know, they're you know, you're buying something or you you know. Yeah, I can't be trusted around a game like that and like and of course every every um every decision you make sort of comes back at some point, you know. Monkey's paw. Um, Yeah. But it, yeah, I, I I find it some it it opens up like it starts real simple, obviously, and then it opens up where you're like, you know, you have so many tasks to do before you end the day. You know, you gotta you gotta deal with everybody in your throne room. Then you gotta go around the kingdom and, and talk to your family because there's a lot of like heavy family stuff going. As far as like, sure, sure. you know, sort of like giving away one of your daughters. You know what I mean to get married. Like you do. <laughs> It's like, you know, you get betrayed and now she's stuck with this warring to, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, and you know, and then obviously, and then you got a uh, bird you can send out, a pigeon or whatever, to other kingdoms to invite people to talk to. And you make allies or enemies. And you're always kind of managing your supplies and your gold at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, you, you decide to help this person. But now the next person, you don't have enough to help. Right. And that might come back to you. Anyways, um, it's been fun to play it on my computer. And I did go and boot up my Xbox. And it's on there too. 
So it's not like a, a PC like Game Pass exclusive. exclusive. Yeah, it's, it's on the Xbox too, but I couldn't do it on the Xbox, Fred, because obviously it's not a mouse. It, yeah, it's a game made to point at shit and. You know what I mean? And click. There are some games that are like that. Like I, yeah, I, I, I know people like playing Mutant Year Zero or whatever, and Gears Tactics. That you can play it on the console. It's just mm-hmm. so much easier with the mouse. Yeah. Um, so I, this- yeah, I recently picked up Disco Elysium. I'll be playing that on the PC. Yep. Like I just I can't. Yeah. Imagine playing it on console. Like you can. Don't get me wrong, right. you totally can. It's just if you if you could choose not to, <laughs> why wouldn't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. But it, so I played a little bit on my Xbox, you know what I mean, but it was really hard. It was really hard to get used to the controller and basically playing a menu-based game with a controller and and yeah, I didn't like it. Oh. So I so I mostly played on on my uh my laptop there when I'm in bed and stuff. And again, it's very simple. And it's very story driven. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's very compelling. Yes, Joe Grace, and it's on Game Pass. If you has got for- just incredible marks, by the way. Uh, yeah, the yeah. the people who I'm thinking of, sir, you've been you're getting, sir, you're being hunted or whatever. That's a completely <laughs> different group. I was thinking of a different game. Right. Um, <clears throat> that game has incredible marks. Like everyone's just like, play this. It's free. Play it. On Game what? Pass, and it was it was like a nine out of ten on Steam, uh, way before it was on Game Pass. So. Yeah. So, and I would recommend uh, playing it on your PC with a mouse. Yeah, and if you don't have Game Pass, it's on sale right now. Steam sale, fourteen bucks or something, and people are saying right. it's a steal at that price. So, I thought it was going to be a like a two hour little thing. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know why, but I mean, I'm it is so not. I'm still clicking through it, man, and it's it's fun. It's fun, and I enjoy. You know, you get you sort of get to know that king and his family and what mm-hmm. they're going through, and it's yeah, I'm I'm invested in it, man. And these stupid little pixelated characters, and <laughs> it's fun, man. It's 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 good, and that's what that's what I've been up to, pretty much. Nice. Over my, what, what, you, what you up to? Well. Um, I did, uh, so Epic Game Store did some crazy sales, so I did pick up some stuff, um, but this is for later. I haven't played any of these games. I picked up Disco Elysium, um, which if you remember that, that's that weird cyberpunk kind of cop drama. Yes. It's got a lot of awards. They're doing a director's cut that's fully voiced that's coming out later. Um, it's normally 30 bucks. It was on sale on the... Epic Store, I think I paid 13 for it. I couldn't turn that down. Had to pick that up. Picked up Crisis Remastered, the PC version, actually, for 10 bucks. Crisis. So I'm looking forward to be playing that. Crisis. Yeah. You remember Crisis? Can it run Crisis? Um, I uh, picked up... Crytek Crisis? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Crisis just, I, 2 and 3 was big on consoles. Crisis 1 never came to... Well, no, right. wait, it did. There were those weird borked ports on 360 and PS3. So this new remaster has hit everything. It's on right. PC, it's on consoles, yeah. So I grabbed that, uh, but that's selling for like 20, 30 bucks also. Like, again, these prices aren't bad. They're just, when you can get them for like nine bucks, you're like, holy cow. Um, <laughs> grabbed uh, Disaster Report. 
Do you remember Disaster I, Report 4 was on PlayStation? I almost fucking bought it. It's on the Switch. Oh, is it? Yeah, they put <laughs> the last one out on the... Yo, it looks like a PS2 game. Yeah, it, like it does. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, do I want to be a little schoolgirl running around in an yep, earthquake? Yep, yep, yep. Well, I, I actually watched some full-length reviews on it, and then I... I Because on the Switch, it's $40, and I'm like... No, I can't. I game can't was do that. fifteen for me. That was that was a price point I could jump at. It is janky as shit. So well on PC, I'm hoping that hardware can like strong arm it, but we'll see. Uh, that can't always do that, but we'll see how it goes. But I wanted to, so I picked those up. I will be playing those in the future. We shall see. Um, also, because I'm an idiot, I picked up the game of the year edition of control for like 15 bucks um Mm. yeah the season pass was you already went through that once didn't you well i didn't have the dlc and the season pass on sale was 20 bucks but the game of the year edition or whatever the ultimate edition was 15 so i bought on steam (laughs) because i still wanted the ray tracing but at least i got on steam instead of the epic game store you didn't get the streaming fucking Nintendo Switch version? No. No. Did I you didn't even try that, that. I still fucked that up, and I never tried it. I never tried that. But, um, and then last but not least, uh, because this will come up uh, in terms of games I bought on sale, uh, this will come up soon, is uh, I purchased and have started playing uh, Death Stranding on PC. Now, okay. I remember you Did talking you- about that game. Did you you didn't play it when it came out, right? I did not. No, no. I thought that game looked like horse shit. Here's my prediction. Okay, you playing it? Because I and I'll be talking about that, it next week. But I'm all ears not, on your not, prediction. Not that you and me are super similar in, in stuff we 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 find interesting sure. or how we play. But I, to me, Death Stranding is a game when you first start playing it, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, this is cool as shit. All right, like I like this premise, and the tediousness of it of like, <laughs> you know, organizing your packages and having this big stupid thing on your back, <laughs> it's appealing to a lot of a lot of people. Find that appealing, and so you're like, I like this. This is cool. I'm gonna do this, and then you hit a few a few like combat areas, combat shit. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this ain't that bad. This ain't that bad. And then after about 10 hours, you go, fuck Mm -hmm. this game. That's my, and that's, and you like everything it's doing. You're like, this is cool. I like all this. This is, this is so weird. It's cool. And then for some reason, there's like this light switch that goes off and you're like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> See, we're going to talk <laughs> really about quick. this. Yeah, we're going to talk about this next week. But here's what I'll tell you without saying anything about any of this. Uh-huh. I am currently six hours in. Yeah. And every person I've talked to, many uh-huh. of which found this game great and many of which did not, were like, come back when you're at 15 hours. Come talk to yeah, me. Yeah. If you make it to 15 hours, once you hit 15 hours, we'll uh have a different conversation. But for now, just keep playing it until you're done or until you hit 15 hours. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. The first few hours, like where you are, everything is kind of neat. Right, right. Because it's it's all novel. Yeah. It's just so kind of cool. 
And then, yeah, there's they said they keep introducing shit, mm-hmm. and like it kind of becomes less fun. Like for me, because you know, I'm like one of these guys. It's like I just like collecting weird. So like the delivering packages and like stacking them up was enough for me. Like I'm weird enough where yeah, that I was sad, that, yeah. and just getting it to where I had to get to, mm-hmm. and traversing around. I didn't want to fight people. I didn't want to have to deal with these like enemy guys that are always trying to track you and steal your shit. Are you like, talking about I the didn't... mules? Yeah. Yes, all that because that becomes more of a pain in the balls. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> got the impression I... that might. And then when you get to the oil shit, right? When you get to the actual what are they called the cer- what? What are the bad people called? I forget what they called. Oh, the they're called. Um, they have a name, right? Yeah, BTS. The oil. Who? The BTS. The BTS. Yeah. It's the same name as your fucking baby, but Which whatever. Which is BB. Um, <laughs> your BB BTS. Um, but yeah, and then when you have to deal with them like a lot, in. I don't know. Yeah, it 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 went from like I just want to deliver my shit. <laughs> like that, that's enough for me. To the one like... thing that's you know I got on PC, so mm-hmm. load times are like nothing. So, but I don't know if that matters. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, no, it was a load time thing. But yeah, so uh, so aside from that. Um, uh, we've got a new generation trees. If she, if it hadn't been so late, mm-hmm. I've had her come down here and start talking to you. My daughter's learning yeah. magic, the gathering. She, uh, oh, no. watched me play the card game a little bit on the computer. I said, you know how is really easy to learn this is if you have tangible cards and she goes, oh, really? Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So I had a deck sitting around. It was just a random casual deck. It's like a promo thing. When people are getting Mm -hmm. into magic, it's like a promo thing that shows you all the colors. It's just like a, it's a random promo thing. She's having some fun with it. I want to teach her more. So Tree's uh, right around December 15th-ish. So this has been going on for a while. We bought a uh, just random bundle. And I really dug the way the guy sold it on eBay. He said it was like a tossed salad of magic cards. We bought, we bought it for 20 bucks, paid $10 shipping because magic cards are not light. So he sends right. a priority mail, USPS priority mail in the medium box for 10 bucks. And um, as you know, the post office is not, doing great right now with the delivery of packages. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, so, so I could get pissed about it, but it's not going to help anything. So I'm, I've chosen to not care. Um, mm-hmm. It was shipped on the 17th of December, and it's never gotten any updates since it was uh, acknowledged as received on the 18th. I have some faith that it will eventually end up at my door in the next month. And honestly, that's about all I care about. Um, But it was 3,000 cards, and he goes, I've made a a tossed salad of magic cards. And he goes, they're from all sets going all the way back to Revised, which was the first set that I was part of, fourth edition for some people who know. And he goes all the way up to Modern. He goes, no lands, no to a uh, handful he goes hodgepodge of tokens though which are just mm-hmm. fun little freebie cards um and he goes but 
He goes, the bed of it, the lettuce, is a lot of commons from various sets, various colors. He goes, I don't stick to any one set or color scheme. And then he goes, and then the uh, the veggies, you know, the broccoli, the radishes, the uh, the tomatoes, the green peppers. He goes, I sprinkle in those uncommons. He goes, and then occasionally you get the rares. You know, that's your uh, your your chicken and your croutons. And then he goes, and then the bacon bits and the cheese, those are the the really rare stuff. I don't put a whole lot of those, the little ham bits. He goes, those are the foils and the ultra rares and the mythics. And he goes, and you'll get a bunch of these things, but you get 3,000 cards for 20 bucks. I said, all right, cool. With shipping, it was like 30. How many I was cards? Like, what? How many cards? 3,000. <laughs> Okay, that's what I thought you said. And I told my daughter, I was like, that'll give us a good mix. So if you want to build like, like she likes a lot of animals and stuff. So she was like, I, she was like, dad, I really want to build like, like a wolf deck. And I said, oh, well with magic, we could probably find a decent number of wolves. I said of, of any colors. Cause she goes, okay, good. Cause like, I, I want to go red and black. Like she goes, I want fire and I want demons. It's <laughs> like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, okay, we can make that work. So we'll see what happens. But I got the magic cards coming. Uh, at this point, she doesn't think they're actually going to show up ever. <laughs> and there's yeah. a, there is a card store in town because uh, she got some money from my dad um, for Christmas. And uh, I, she said she really wants to dedicate to magic, so I want to teach her what it's like to have a magic deck. So once these cards show up, we'll see what we need uh, to get still. But I'm going to let her get like a little D20 die that is a color she likes for her life counter. And we'll get her some sleeves. They usually cost about five bucks, but they can put designs on the back of them so it feels like her deck. And then we'll get her a little play mat. So, you know, just teach her some of the fun stuff about magic. But yeah, she's got the basics down though, Trees. She's uh, she's playing games with us. She got seven steps down. Wow. Yeah. Untap up, keep, uh, draw, main one, combat, main two, discard, and end turn. She's got them down. Wow. Yeah. And she beats Good. my ass. That red-black deck is way stronger than the white-green deck I'm playing her against with. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, we need some cards. We need some cards to be more creative. But anyway, yeah. so I figured I'd let you know we're getting into Magic the Gathering. It starts. Uh, another thing you would definitely be happy with is um, I'm almost done. I'm on Final Fantasy IX. I'm almost done with yeah. Theater Rhythm. I got real into Theater Rhythm this week. Theater Rhythm was great. I was on. I had done like Final Fantasy One and Two. And this week I did like three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. Like I got real into it. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know what? I think you've talked about this before. That game is way more, or can be way more complicated than I'm interested in making it. Yeah. I mean, you can mix and match your teams for certain. All kinds of spells and special items. And you can do chaos rooms and all this stuff. I'm just having fun doing the basic story on medium and just knocking it out. Yeah. I'm really digging the backgrounds, the little animations they do from the game, the battles and stuff like that. The music is phenomenal. I I've never really loved final fantasy games. I adore the music. It's so good. So mm -hmm. theater rhythm's great. I've got curtain call just waiting. It's just waiting in the wings. Am I correct that it's the same 12 games or whatever and it's just 
new cuts from those? Um, I don't know. I, I have current call, but I'm not familiar with every single Final Fantasy game. Okay. So I don't know if they're new cuts or they're remixes or I wouldn't know. Either it's way, my... it's it's great. And um now you see what I'm saying? It like, makes you think stupid things. Like I was like, I could replay Final Fantasy Four. How hard could it be? Which, for the record, Fantasy Final Fantasy Three and Four are uh, the written, uh, not the Super Nintendo ones. Americans know the original Final Fantasy Three, which was only on the Famicom, and then later mm-hmm. got released on 3DS. And Final Fantasy Four, which technically is Final Fantasy Two on the SNES, but that's like an abridged, like easy mode version. The original mm-hmm. Final Fantasy IV was either on 3DS or on the PSP. Those are both not easy games. Those are really right. hard games. And so you start thinking and, stupid things like I could play that game. <laughs> and the thing that kills me is, you know, both those, their rhythm and curtain call, like, oozing with style. Oh, yeah. And the fact that they, they fucking made that abomination Kingdom Hearts version on the switch and did not use. Oh, I didn't. The I know style. that something like that came out, but I didn't know that was, uh, that's what it yeah, is. It's I, a switch game. I talked about it because I, I oh, downloaded I do the that. demo. Yeah. yeah. I remember the they, demo. Yeah. And they use just the kingdom hearts characters from the game. And you run down, you run like down a track in 3d. And you jump up and hit notes and, no. and you can't and because it's 3D, you can't tell if no. you're in the right lane and shit. No. And then during the loading screens, they have the Kingdom Hot characters like walking on the loading screen in the theater rhythm style. No. And I'm like, why? They're taunting you. Why didn't you just make a theater rhythm game Kingdom Hearts version? Like edition. It's I managed baffling. to get both of those games at Target on clearance as they were clearancing out like years ago for five bucks a piece. I cannot a, believe I haven't sat down and played them. And especially since when you're playing those games, State of Rhythm and Curtain Call, they're playing like the CG cinemas in the background. That's what I mean. Stuff. That's what's amazing. Yeah. There's plenty in Kingdom Hearts to play in the background. Mm. <laughs> There's no shortage no. of nonsense. To no. play, I don't know. That's they drop that to me. That was a a weird. I don't want to say cash grab, but it was. I don't know. Everybody's saying the same thing though. Like it's just a misstep. Baffling decision. It's yeah. a baffling decision. Not the. the and to God knows what they're charging for it. Sixty bucks, I guess. I don't know if it's sixty, but it's it's like it's definitely over thirty. I want to say too much. It, sh- it shouldn't be uh-huh. at all. It's not fun to play. So that bummed me out. I, I got so, so excited. And I, I know why they did it because it's a switch. So they make it so you sort of can play it on the TV and shit. Sure. Out of stylus because they had rhythm in those. Those are stylus games, but they are. Man, you yeah. can use stylus. You, you can use a stylus on your switch, man. You can just tell people this is how, this is how it has to be. Or you could have released it on the 3DS. Oh, um, oh my God. Let's see. Then I uh, last night I played through Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. That's the DLC. DLC. Okay. Yeah, I played through Mortal Kombat 11. And I I was like I had convinced myself I was like I'm good with the vanilla version. Don't need the other stuff. Right. Half the character selection screens a bunch of question marks. 
I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. I beat the campaign. I'm okay with that. I know there's DLC. Not going to give in. <clears throat> then Target put Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, the disc version, uh, for 30 bucks. Okay. And I had a spend 25 or more, get $5 off coupon. So it was 25 Right. And then for like a day or two, uh, GameStop had uh, like 10 or, or no, it was like $9 store credit for vanilla Mortal Kombat 11. And I was like, Jesus, 13 bucks basically. And I can own the ultimate version with all the DLC and all the characters. Okay. So I went and bought it, installed it all. It's kind of goofy how it installs. Um, cause you put the disc in and it goes, what do you want to install? And you're like everything. And then you got to like activate a bunch of upgrades. It takes like an hour. It's a big process, but <laughs> that game does ridiculous shit with time travel in the main campaign. And it's yeah. just such a nostalgia, like glut and aftermath just takes it a step further. And the fact that it's played by the exact actor that plays Shang Tsung in, um, the movie, yeah. Just makes it just that much better. He delivers all those lines as if he's still that character, and it's so good. Nice. And you're just like, with all of it, you're like, yup. I can't <laughs> believe this is happening, but yup. Okay, let's do this. Let's yeah. fucking do this. And it's just great all the way to the end. I have to say, bravo. Yeah. Absolutely bravo to uh, Netherrealm for Mortal Kombat 11 and nailed it. If you've not played a Mortal Kombat game since Mortal Kombat 2, you could play still the- play this game and be like, okay, I get what they're what they're doing. I get it. Yeah. And and be down. Yeah. It, it helps if you've played at least Mortal Kombat 3. Because if you've not played Mortal Kombat 3, you don't know who Sindel and Nightwolf are. But otherwise, you'll be fine. Yeah, you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They explain it to you. If, just in case you don't get it, they they, they explain it. Like you violently kill other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is violent. Oh my god! They don't let you do fatalities for the cutscenes, but right, they still do violent things in the cutscenes. <laughs> they find a way. Life finds a way. Yeah, yeah. So. And then there are these towers, which is this new thing, which is like, you remember in the original Mortal Kombat arcade, and then they did it with all the other arcade modes, where it's just like a tower of fighters you had to fight against? Mm-hmm. They basically integrated that in a major way in the single player. And that is what this game was missing, right? They had the challenge tower in Mortal Kombat 9, which was okay, right? I did them all. They're a pain in the mm-hmm. ass at the end. You're tearing your hair out. For some of those challenge towers. But they're fun, absurd things. I had XL. I had it on um, PlayStation 4. And I don't recall anything other than the campaign and then online battles. Like, they just really leaned into online battles. And so in this one, they acknowledged it wasn't enough. And so these towers are great. They're just little challenges done in the single player against either bots or other people online. And it just works well. It's uh, it's not even against other people online. I'm sorry to say that. It's it's really just you doing the original, you know, arcade mode stuff, right? But you unlock like cosmetics and fatalities and brutalities and stuff like that. So it's fun. Um, but Mortal Kombat 11 is a fantastic game. Even the vanilla version, if you can get it for a song, is fantastic. 
but uh, having the whole thing is great. And um, uh, as expected, RoboCop is nowhere near as good as I thought he would be. And Rambo is 10 times better than I thought he would be. Yeah, Rambo looks dope. Yeah. Rambo will fuck some shit up. What? They got Sylvester Stallone to do his voice. So yeah. His yeah. Voice. What's it, what's it, what really blows your fucking mind is as they integrate that into the campaign because uh, the lead uh, the lead enemy, Kronika, she can m- basically make other people appear and fight in her stead. And they just pick randos. So there's nothing better than playing through the story mode and all of a sudden fucking like the T-800 Arnold Schwarzenegger pops in. Right. That's funny. It's fantastic. It's absurd. <laughs> it's great. Um, so yeah, had a lot of fun with that. Very pleased. And you know what, Trees? Not one achievement associated with the Aftermath campaign. That's good, not right? not about achievements. Yeah, it's 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 have fun with that absurd background shit or don't. <laughs> yeah. It's also nice. great just how they to have like fatal or to have back the Mortal Kombat two stuff. They have brutalities where you meet a certain circumstance and then you do a certain move when the person's almost dead and it just does an instant fatality, basically called a brutality. Which brutalities mm. used to be like ridiculous combos. They were like ten hit combos that would blow them up into a bunch of rib cages. It was terrible. But now it, that it's just like some fatality alternative, it's great. Um, yeah. Everybody's got two fatalities. You know about one from the onset. The other one you have to unlock, and you unlock that by playing these towers. Um, or you can pay for them with real money, but I don't do that. Um, and then um, they've also got friendships. Those are back. Oh. Those are fun. Yeah. Do a Johnny Cage signature. You're welcome. Uh-huh. Kid Thunder. Anyway. All right. And then moving on, I have completed Assassin's Creed Unity. Yes, I've seen your tweet about it. The most icon-ass icon game. Oh, my God, Trees. This game was... I think I talked about it in previous weeks, so I won't go too deep into it, but this game, you just look at the map and you're like, the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. There are six million icons on this screen right now. I don't know what the fuck to do. I can't see you are here. I can't see that marker. It's covered up so much. I don't know where I am on the, the map. The biggest challenge I had was finding myself and finding the next story mission. I could not, for the life of me, find those things. And the map's not that big, to be honest. Right. Compared to other Assassin's Creed's, the map's not that big. Um, they have seven filters because there's so much shit. And there's online shit, too. Oh, my God, Trees. I beat that game and all its DLC, and there are still so many icons on the map. My wife's like, it doesn't look like you've done anything. (laughs) It's like, I know. (laughs) I know. I know. I can't believe how many things. This was like, if you're a completionist, you just drop to your knees and just start crying or furiously masturbating. It's either the greatest or worst thing you've ever seen. (laughs) Like... 
But for me, I just engaged with what I wanted to. Uh, I started doing some of the murder mysteries until those started to become bullshit. I didn't like the way they progressed those. They started basically trying to trick you in verbiage. Basically in the way someone said something. You're supposed to elicit that they're lying to you and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, fuck you. Like, I'm not playing this game. I'm not going to trust the, uh, f- <laughs> like, how somebody inflects based off of, like, some Ubisoft employee's opinion of voice acting. Like, mm. no. Um, but all in all, that game had just a really, I thought it had a really decent story in the grand arc. Uh, sorry, I'm 42 level one last night. They were talking about unity and how like in the grand scheme, it, if you've played the later games, they kind of undo the storyline that's in that. And that's true. Like all the Mm -hmm. events that happen in unity are kind of like unwritten out of importance in later titles, unfortunately. But it was cool to see. Uh, They really figured out big crowds in that one. You know, you walk through crowds of like hundreds of people. It's kind of a big deal. Any, any major glitches? Like in the old days, do they weed? No, because I played the updated version. Um, There would be random stuff where like doors wouldn't open and you have to restart the mission. Because okay. a door that was a triggered effect didn't open. But nobody had like no faces or anything. But one thing I will say was that game was still buggy as shit with lots of glitches in it. Like nothing that broke the game, right? Like so it was nothing you couldn't just move on from, which is why I don't have any good stories for you. But lots of scenes where you go to try to do something and you're like, what am I supposed to do here? And you found out that like a door opening just glitched. Yeah. Or okay. like something didn't trigger right and it just didn't happen. There was one time where I fought a guy and I'm supposed to kill him and his ability to take damage just didn't happen. <laughs> so he could just take unlimited damage. Right, right, right. And I thought I was doing it wrong. Then I died and then I went back to him and killed him in three hits. And I was like, the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I hit that guy right. 300 times. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I will say is that game um, came out right... Well, I don't know. Assassin's Creed Unity, like, it came out-ish around the Arkham games, like, a little later than those. Okay. But clearly that Ubisoft team had played the Arkham games and thought they were hot shit. Because it's all about parrying and countering. Right. And they don't have an engine that is anywhere near as tight mm. <laughs> as that Arkham engine. And it runs like shit. And when they start doing that late, especially in the DLC, which is called Dead Kings, it's a good, decent DLC. I got it, I think, for a song. I think I got it for like two bucks. It's definitely worth it for that. Um, but uh, you start playing that, and that that whole DLC has no assassinations. It's all fighting. It's all throwing you in circumstances where you have to fight large groups of people. And when you're taking on like seven guys that can do just an obscene amount of damage, it's just no fun. It's just Mm -hmm. stupid. It's just like either you get lucky or you don't and that engine can't figure out how the parry system works. And it just goes, oh, you got hit. And you're like, what? I got hit? That's bullshit. And then it's like, oh, you're dead. Sorry, you suck. Like, and like, that's it. And so it's not great. Um from that standpoint, but if you can manage to do most assassinations, 
silently um, or stealthily. Uh, it, it works out really well. But yeah, that game eventually gets ridiculously tedious. Gets its head up yeah. its own ass. Just like way too deep. They, by the end of it, have you like sneaking into areas where there's like 30 guys all looking at you at the same time. And they can see you like through tents from across the room. And like if you get seen, like it's immediate fail. And so mm. like that game gets tedious as shit after a while. And I can see why people would drop off of it because it's not fun. Um, mm. But if you stick with it, for the most part, 90% of that game is a lot of fun to play and decent and the little headaches if you just stick with it you'll get through those but there were some times where i was super frustrated my wife goes i'm watching this and i just don't understand why they thought this would be any fun i don't even care if they think it's doable yeah and i said well that's the problem is like they don't somebody forgot to test this this came out hot i know unity came out right down to the wire and I said, it came out hot. But the reason I bring that up is because people are like, oh, just give it time. Cyberpunk will eventually be this great game that's like bug free and you don't have to worry about it. And I'm like, looking at the state of Assassin's Creed Unity, which had almost the exact same release struggles outside of COVID that Unity did. Even patched, that game may not ever get to a place that people want it to be at, if you want my honest opinion. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Unity is a game with a lot of problems, but for three bucks <laughs> for a digital code on CD keys, I got a lot, yeah. of, a lot of mileage out of it. Uh, yeah. In the end, I played that game for 28 hours and enjoyed at least 25 of those hours. So People have spent more than three bucks on a, on a phone game that's been worse. Yes. So, yes. So on cdkeys.com, they have legitimate codes because that game was like a digital code pack-in for like all Xbox One S's for like a year and a half and nobody wanted that game. So they all sold them to like websites mm -hmm. like CDKeys. And so, yeah, you can get your hands on it real cheap. Again, you can't play that fun 60 frames a second version I talked about, but since you're not online and that game is so heavily online, it doesn't right. matter anyway. But I'm pleased I played it. Um, right. And that was a really good time period. And the little side story they spin, which has nothing to do with the overarching canon of Assassin's Creed, was a good one. It was a decent Romeo and Juliet story. Um, yeah. Again, they do the Templars and the Assassins, Romeo and Juliet, two Starcross lovers, things like that. And that's not the main plot, but it is a plot. And they do have fun with it. Um, and some of those assassinations, they do a lot of stuff, trees, where they're like, okay, here's a scenario. You got to figure out how to infiltrate and kill the person. What is frustrating about it is it's just right in that area where they didn't quite have checkpointing down, right? So basically they're like, okay, here's an hour long scenario where you've got to sneak into a, an area and assassinate this one person. But if you're seen or you, even if you assassinate the person and you can't get out of there without dying, start the whole scenario over again. And I know that's hard for some people. Yeah. Especially if you spend 45 minutes sneaking in and perfectly killing this person. And then one random dude by the bed sees you and you try to run out of there 
and you just can't get to the gates of the area to become anonymous in time and you die and you have to redo the whole fucking thing over again. I totally get why that's super frustrating, but I made it work and I got through it and I'm happy I did. So nice. Yeah. It counts. So, and it's very late and you're probably very tired and I am very done. (laughs) I'm very done. So nice. But that was my week. And a half. Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Boy. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I gotta hit the bed. Yeah, you gotta for work. All right. In well, a few hours. We'll <laughs> let you get to bed. I'm sorry. No, that's fine, man. We had to get it done. Well, it's we will be. Long. Yeah, too we long. will be back next week. We will have yeah, more to that. talk about. New year. That's right. right. Hot off the griddle. That's right. 2021 show. It's the future. Future is now. And I've got some things in the pressure cooker. So just Mm -hmm. uh, keep that open. Uh, One thing is, as you know, this feed is going to die in March. If you don't know that, you've just been told. I am working with Anchor FM to set Trees and I up with a video game purists feed. I think I can backfill the previous episodes, but if not, I'll be moving forward with it. But you'll be able to soon look up Video Game Purists on your favorite uh, podcast subscription services and just download Sweet. it directly. So, And I will be archiving the old episodes even if I can backfill them. So just watch for that. I'll be doing that this week while I'm on PTO uh, before we get started with the new year. I kept saying I wanted to do it. Haven't had a chance yet. But tomorrow I think I'll have an opportunity. My wife's off work and everything like that. So it's New Year's yeah. Eve. So. Anyway, I'll get that going. Also, uh, people have asked for more YouTube content. Uh, 42 Level 1 mentioned it last night, but more people were asking about it. And people, of course, like my retro stuff. So I think I'm going to... uh, I'll say it here first. I think I'm going to put um, a pin into Cron CD. I just don't think I've got the time, effort, or skills to continue up with something like that. I'm not like Jeremy Parrish where I can make it my full-time job and get paid for it. I wish I could, but unfortunately I can't. If anybody wants to offer me that gig, I am ready to have any conversation you'd like. I'll be your bitch. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go back and, uh, basically just start making videos about stuff I'm interested in stuff. I grew up with kind of like we did with the 1996 stuff, but not so, scattered right something more targeted so stay tuned for that i'm hoping to do some uh, guests and whatnot and some plans but of course if anybody has anything they're interested in seeing covered i'm not promising i'll do it but i'm always open to suggestions at contact gaminghistory101.com the website will stay up i don't think we're going to be doing any written materials or anything but i will keep it up for archival purposes and of course whenever a new episode YouTube video, etc., goes live. I will put it on there as well. Um, but yeah. So with 2021, hopefully we can see if you had a rough 2020, which most people did, I'm hoping for a more prosperous 2021. If you had a great 2020, here's hoping for another great year. Mm-hmm. And here's hoping for more episodes and more content and more game and more fun. So... Nice. I think with that, we'll call it a day. Patrice, thank you for ex- mm-hmm. overexerting yourself and exhausting yourself for the interest no of the show. 
and we will see you next week, hopefully well rested. All right, later. All right, peace. From Sony's PlayStation come the greatest hits, all your old favorites. Like the soft sounds of swarm and missile. And the gentle crack of Sophia's whip. You know the hilarious antics of Sweet Tooth, that lovable clown. All for just $24.99 each, but wait. There's more. That's right, the PlayStation is a mere $149, and you can also get leading titles. Like Crash Bandicoot and Jet Moto. For just $49.99 and less. You are not ready.